0: And we're live. Hello, guys! Welcome back. It's David here, and I have a fantastic guest and a fantastic podcast ready for you. Do we call it a podcast on YouTube? I guess it, it is a podcast, still a podcast, a live podcast. Uh, we are going to talk about the future of gambling, and I have a longtime uh, casino exec, Brian Stanton. He's been a friend of the school. He started out as a friend of the school. Friend of the school. Friend of Alex's. Friend of Alex, and now he's a friend of Casino Quest. He's here today, and this is an out of the box uh, executive and the perfect person to have this discussion with me. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. This is uh, this is this is a big day for me, sir. Really? Uh, really. Well, because in the past we've had a lot of Wait, topical discussions. Let me,
1: let me let me sign an autograph. for you. <laughs>
0: You can have my autograph later. You don't know, dude. I have fans, dude. I have fans.
1: Oh.
0: But this is going to be a, a probative show, unlike unlike many that we've had. I, I don't know how I feel about probative. <laughs> well, no tickler, just probative. <laughs> uh, but I think you guys stay tuned. This is going to be a very interesting show. We're, of course, going to give out some merch. And we're going to do Vegas, the future of Vegas, uh, at the end. So we're going to put that, that's like, you know, we're going to, that's the, the, sort of the hook, keep you guys sort of in and listening. But we're going to start with some interesting topics. We're going to get right to it. Uh, we have a little bit of a format. We'll get back to some of the promos, like like my dice spinner ring. See how I threw that in there? Yeah, I'm going to get – look at this. Anybody want to roll? Anybody want to roll? They're on our shop, CasinoQuest.com. All right, I know. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, the first thing we're, we're going to start with, because a lot of people – we talked about this a little before the show as well. Uh, I, I broke in uh, many years ago, and I've always heard uh, can, can that – many too many <laughs> i look fantastic on this screen but it requires a lot of lighting a lot of good stuff uh no 1991 and i remember one of the first things i heard as i was dealing because i, I dealt at the golden gate i broke in and we we had shills there were shills that worked downtown uh that chilled the game because people just weren't coming up to play to play dice and um and i've always heard dice is a dying game crafts is a dying game we have a really big crafts community so what are your thoughts about craps being a dying game, sir? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, you know,
1: I, you've been hearing since the beginning. When Atlantic City opened, it's going to hurt Vegas. When Tribal opened, it's going to hurt Vegas. And all it does is create more customers. And I don't see craps dying anytime soon. Uh, a little bit of concern is the, the cost of entry to the game with, with rising minimums. You know, inflation affecting everything as well as wages go up and health insurance goes up right. and then the minimums go up. And it's also a supply and demand issue with the, with labor shortages. So I, I don't see craps dying anytime soon.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, so craps needs four dealers, yeah, uh, ideally, uh, and a box person. Of course, all that's yeah, maybe a box person, maybe. It's amazing. We've gotten rid of. It. But anyways, I can go on about that, commiserate about that. But. Um, yeah, so uh, Craps is still here. And, and I think, believe it or not, our YouTube channel has played a role. Uh, Color Up, there's quite a few content creators out there who focus on dice. Those of us that come across Craps on its own, uh, we, we fall in love with the game. I mean, if you, if you deal the games uh, and you end up being a Craps dealer, that's literally all you want to deal. And interestingly, we get calls. The, the biggest demand out there for new dealers is Craps dealers across the board. And that's always been a thing. Demand for Craps here in Vegas is, is literally through the roof. Uh, Like you say, there's there's a labor shortage, you know, dice is a little harder to learn, bit of a learning curve, Uh, but we've gotten calls from all over the country, especially where where Craps has been uh, a new entry, where they've gone from Class 2 to Class 3 gaming. For those of you, so Class 2 gaming is essentially bingo gaming, where the the house doesn't really take a stake. It's 50-50 and then they collect some sort of VIG or commission. Uh, Class 3 gaming is full on gambling, you're betting against the house. Uh, and, and they take a stake in, in what your action is. And craps is obviously one of those games. They have like this bingo bingo craps in a few places, but that's well, not... The card craps the card in California. Craps.
1: But, you know, one of the maybe only good things about the pandemic was it, it allowed uh, regulators and, and jurisdictions to open up. So Arizona, Florida, California, all looking at ball and dice adding or have added already, which is just going to grow demand in Vegas for for crap.
0: yeah 100% because when you when you play it locally you still want to come to Vegas you yeah. still want to be part of this scene all right so that leads us to is it time for the commercial uh, dude, I'm gonna wait for him to just yeah, cue me I'm in. Right. can they see you, hair dude can you just like literally show him that you're still in the areas yeah, he hey right away. all right you tell me you Way cue me in and then we. so so the first real big thing about the future of gambling and, and I hear this a lot because the the other day I read two articles almost back to back so I was researching this uh, this podcast and it was amazing. The The first article written in 2020 was quite literally the death of brick and mortar casino. Wow. And the second article was that, you know, obviously countering that. But the but the death of brick and mortar. Interesting. I got a lot more shares and a lot more views. People were seem, seem to be very excited that someone is predicting the death. What do you think about the death of brick and mortar casinos? I would bet against that. I'm I think it's
1: never going away you can't replicate the experience of a casino the roar of a craps pit the you know music stage off to the side mm-hmm. just the the noise from the slot machines the the chatter from the blackjack table you can't replicate that experience online online it's it's additive it, it's great for the industry mm-hmm. but
0: brick and mortar is never going away uh, you know i 100 percent agree in fact the examples this person used was young people's engagement of Facebook and Pinterest. I don't, I don't. It's funny because the young people that I'm around uh, don't use either one of those. Yeah, no, platforms. young people do not use Facebook. Facebook, especially. As, as a
1: father of four, none yeah. of them have a Facebook
0: account. And you know what's, you know what's really stunning to me is like record stores are back. Vinyl. Yeah. A lot of young people are returning to sort of the classic experiences: hiking, camping, doing things that are physical. Yes, they play video games. Yes, they're they're autistic and they have adhd and they're addicted to adderall no wait that's a different that's a different podcast uh (laughs) by the way i was telling someone the other day you know uh, well no no never mind let me not let me not get on a tangent but ultimately i think that people still yearn for interaction they yearn for the vegas experience right you watch the movies see the dice rolls people yelling you know people come here for that that's why i i was a consultant uh some years ago for for a large network casino that was investigating etgs um and a, and a lot of local casinos that had already adopted ETGs, electronic table games, had metrics or, for how, you know, the types of engagement. And they played more like slot machines. Remember, there used to be the debate, of, is this a slot, is this a table game? Yeah. You know, which department was this going to fall under? And, and clearly, the local casinos that had embraced ETGs, it, it was different than Vegas. So when Vegas was entertaining, it was like, well... It's a whole different metric. You, you roll out of bed in your bunny slippers down to your local your casino, and you're happy to deal with an 8 ETG. But Vegas is its own experience. People come here for the whole thing. Yeah. Not just to sit on a digital, people do play digital machines, but it plays like a slot machine. People buying for less, they play less. You it's, follow, it's a whole different experience. I, I keep hearing the death of brick and mortar, and strangely enough, people much smarter than us, I'm assuming, you know people that with, their, with their, their 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 hands on the trigger are investing billions of dollars billions
1: with bees. <laughs>
0: with bees building out vegas vegas is on is is quite literally on fire yeah uh it, 54 billion dollar casino win last year uh some sort of the highest the highest win of all time even even exceeding 2019 numbers and, and that was you know the pre-pandemic um and so like across the street we have fontainebleau which is is adding a casino uh we have uh what else is being built what 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 else is being built we have uh we have mirage of course which just mirage was sold to sold
1: a, to, to a tribe and there's a couple other rumored to be for sale yeah so Durango. vegas is
0: vegas is going big i mean the money's coming in the investments being made i mean vegas vegas is definitely going big all right uh is can i do it now buddy i'm, I'm so desperate to get this off my my i gotta do the party no can i talk about the party we're gonna get to the uh go ahead go ahead all right. uh just so you know we have a party what we're having Today? a party Not tonight <laughs> not tonight so august 17th to the 21st hosted by the westgate ah. we are going to have uh, alex's uh, birthday bankroll bash and so if you're interested in that all you have to do is go to casinoquest.biz and there's a big yellow button birthday bash hit that you can read all about all the events that we're having and then at the very bottom there's an rsvp form make sure to fill that out now we are sending, as soon as uh, Dennis is done with the logo for that event, we are going to be sending out the, invita- uh, the a newsletter with a separate invitation. You'll be able to uh, give us your birthday. We need your birthday because we, we're going to have, uh, if you want to have a player's card and the whole concierge experience, we can pre-populate that uh, into Westgate system. And so instead of having to wait in line, they're going to literally have everybody's card ready to go, ready to be part of the experience. And we have negotiated fantastic Rates so fifty-seven dollar weekday rates with no resort fee. No Stat. resort fee. This is a Hilton. This is the Westgate. It used to be yeah. the Hilton. This is where elva stayed. Seventy-three dollars on the weekends, no resort fee and VIP check-in. No waiting in line. Concierge check-in uh, from start to finish. Uh, we're going to be splitting the events between Casino Quest and there we have a pizza party scheduled. We have a Tacky Gambler event scheduled. Two of those with winners and prizes. Yes, yeah, so bring your Tacky Gambler outfit. Some of you don't have to try very hard. Some of you have <laughs> that just just come as you are kind of come thing. Come as you are and win. <laughs> and just win. Because uh, it's going to be tough to beat. Too bad Alex can't win because he has some outfits out there that are really doozers. But we also have a pizza party. And it, at first we were going to have it catered. But we're going to pay for that. We're going to have some pizza catered. We're going to have it right here at Casino Quest. So uh, some some other fantastic events. Of course, there's Kino. Got to be some Kino. If you haven't heard, big Kino.
1: Big I, The first I, two I days. I heard several times. At the Strat. At the Strat. Why don't we have this Keno game? Why don't we have this Keno game? Stunned.
0: I stunned everybody. By the way, I hit a hand pay two days in a row to make up for our craft losses. Went right over to, to Keno. Uh, Brian was at the Strat at the time. Yeah. Was nice enough to get me a 20 card. It was the only 20 card. It was a quarter though. So quite the investment. Five dollars a hand. Five dollars a hand. And uh, I hit a hand pay both times. Wow. Both days. In a row. It's It's quite something. Because we would lose on dice. And you would think the opposite would be true. Mathematically, uh, math- yeah. <laughs> Mathematical. But, but are, are we coming here math? for math or no. coming here for fun? No one comes to Vegas for math. People no. come for fun. That's what I think is missed. All right. Well, let's get back to uh, let's get back to the show. But don't forget to RSVP. Go down to the bottom. RSVP. The newsletter is going to go out either Monday or Tuesday. Ask Dennis why he doesn't have the graphics. Can everybody just, if you're in the chat right now, can you go uh, please Dennis or you know boo Dennis? I don't know something like this. <laughs> And and I think we're gonna have we're gonna have. By the way, there's there's actually people out there. They're gonna ask some questions, uh, but we'll, we'll get to them. We're gonna like, save those for the like end, real right? Dennis? People
1: or are these Elon Musk spam bots? Well, you know, <laughs>
0: either way, whatever makes us a billion dollars, I'm in, <laughs> right? <I'll laughs> if take I had it. Elon Musk problems, I'm you I'm know? good to go. <laughs> One spam bot bless. who cares? All right, uh, so. So one of the you know they talk about brick and mortar. What do you think the opportunity is? Brick and mortar building out into other states. So what is the experience going to look like? We're going to have um, you know new states, new territories. I mean, do you think like th- there's there's rumors that Texas is entertaining uh, some casinos? Even Hawaii has looked into it's, some casinos.
1: You know, we're one of the few industries that pays our taxes, right? Ah. Mo- most times it's hey, we'll build this factory here, but we want this this tax cut, we want this land, we want this freeway. Casinos are like, hey, we'll give you whatever we need to, to open the doors or, you know. Yeah. So it's very lucrative for the states. They generate the tax revenue and you get an experiential thing, which, you know, you talked about earlier with the younger people. I think they want experiences, whether it's their avocado toast and fancy brunches or... Or their uh, rave, sh- you know, shows that Alex did Alex go this year? Yeah, he did
0: EDC, do same we, thing.
1: Do we, do we have pictures Does with he the wear sock the Miranda suit? Yeah,
0: the sock, the suits. <laughs> I he, he We had a suit that was sent in. I was supposed to wear, it, but I was you know didn't feel all that comfortable to be honest. But yeah.
1: But it's experiential, so mm-hmm. if it opens up in other jurisdictions, it creates new customers. Um, but there's nothing like coming to Vegas. You know, when you tell a story and say, "Hey, I was at my local tribal casino and I won two grand," does that story really resonate with anybody? Mm-hmm. But if you come back from vacation and say, "Hey, I won two grand in Vegas," everybody wants to hear that story.
0: Yeah, 100. percent I, I do think that it's the expansion of, of casinos like through literally throughout the country. So there's there's 26 major uh, areas that have have casinos, states and territories, all all things considered. And uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics actually—it's it, amazing because I was trying—I was doing this uh, report for the state, and uh, one of the biggest growth careers that you can find is quite literally gaming-related. Wow. Our jobs in gaming—they expect gaming year over year to be a tw- experienced twenty percent growth rate. Now this is pre-pandemic. Uh, some some of those things obviously were slowed—you know yeah. hip- a, hiccuped a, a year or so. But but I agree. I, I really think that uh, especially now that casinos have evolved, it used to be there used to be all of this sort of prejudice in some ways against casinos yeah. and gambling. But uh, but a lot of that has changed. Uh, you know, gambling has successfully gone into communities where you know obviously some people have a problem. Uh, and uh, you know, but that's like with anything else. You yeah, people have
1: problems shopping. People have problems yeah. drinking. If if it's done responsibly, it's a, it's a great value for your entertainment dollar. Yeah, hundred When you look at all all the things around it and. You know, I think when we talk about millennials and younger generations, there was always an intimidation factor about craps especially. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to walk up to the game or blackjack I don't want to hit wrong. But the internet and podcasts and all this information quest. out there, casino quest, <laughs> it, it, it helps people feel more comfortable coming up to the game because they don't feel like they're going to do something wrong and, and they see how much fun it can be. I had a, a very high-end executive tell me, after the 08 financial crisis that we lost a generation of gamblers because they weren't able to come to their parents when they turned 21 because their parents were out of money. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the pandemic we gained a generation of gamblers because it was one of the few things that you could do for entertainment. You know, the clubs weren't open, some restaurants weren't open, shows weren't open, mm-hmm. but you could come and gamble and I think it, a whole generation learned this is a valuable experience for my entertainment dollar.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I'll be honest, the pandemic, as much as a pandemic was a hit to our businesses, I mean, literally the no, school yeah. went out of business, casino quit, went out of business, casino shut down. But we, we gained a lot of fans and a lot of people had time to sit home, build crap tables, you know, watch our videos, you know, visit Color Up and, and Craps Hawaii and Hawaii Crap, all these different content creators that had nothing else to do but yeah. talk about gaming and, and build home games and have these experiences. And so I agree. I think, I think it, you know, what's amazing is, uh, you know, every like you know we were talking about like the water. we 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 always move forward we find a way to move forward I, you know and i think a lot of people that 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 just so focused on the drama and the naysaying and all the negative i think that's that's all lost uh, because everyone else is focused on just kind of moving forward well and that's you what know?
1: vegas is about moving forward right we're always reinventing ourselves just from a city when you look at the skyline it reinvents but the business in itself we reinvent ourselves you know and it goes in cycles for a while it was 3 hour dinners That were the big thing then it was shows then it was nightclubs now we're getting some of those supper clubs back but gaming has always been a part of that and now that we can more readily show it out there through social media it it just shows that excitement that can be had
0: i I totally agree
1: going from the days when i first broke in we confiscated cell phones at the front door now you can go in and videotape yourself live stream yourself gambling
0: that's it yeah that's That's one of those things, it's amazing, there's still this disconnect, I think. There are still quite literally this old school mentality. I walk into, we walked into a casino that we, we have as a partner. I was actually going in there to talk about their pit and new dealers and we happen to have a camera, we were coming from another location, we had a camera with us and, and you know, Dennis doesn't leave his, you know, ridiculously expensive camera in the car, you know, <laughs> no. Oh yeah. So, so he brings it with us and so he's got the camera and you're like, no no pictures, sir. Like, dude, don't worry about it, you know what I mean? Well, I think
1: that's, that's a training issue, right? It, yeah, 100%. It, as you start to evolve it, it's new and you know, if you've been a security guard for 20, 30 years, for, yeah, this for, was tw- for 20 of them, it was absolutely no photos and yeah. now, now, you know, that it's yeah. allowed.
0: Yeah. And I, and, I, and I think also that's part of the experience because now that you can have the hashtags yeah. on the table, which you brought to ha- a certain ha- hashtag casino. Hashtag
1: selfie, right?
0: Because yeah. you win a big pot and you want to share it, and yeah. boom, you can share it just like that. Well, you know,
1: you, you look through social media and you see pictures of people's dinner, picture of their rooms, pictures mm-hmm. in the show, mm-hmm. selfies with the artwork. Yeah. What is the most impactful thing that can happen to you on a trip to Vegas? It's hitting your birthday number straight up. It's hitting yeah. a blackjack all in. It, yeah. It's hitting that roll. Why wouldn't you want to memorialize that in photo like you do the rest of your life? And it That's always it. seemed very silly to me. And I think when, when we talked about it and we researched it, it really I couldn't find a good answer why it wasn't done other than maybe some of the old-time gangsters didn't want a picture with their girlfriend found That's out by it. their wife.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I recognize that people are worried about who's in the background, but no one cares about the background. Right. They're they're taking a picture of themselves. I mean, that's all that matters.
1: I, I saw something the other day. You're in ten thousand pictures you don't even know about. You know, hundred yeah, People are walking through at the gym photos, in the background,
0: FaceTime. You know, before we get you know off the whole brick and mortar thing. By the way, we have a, we have a couple great topics. Oh, we have time. You made you made. Time? I got you all the ca- All right, good, because we we have some great. This might be a little longer one, but we have some great topics ahead. We're gonna talk about Vegas. We're gonna talk about the tech. And, uh, and I, I kind of want to clarify like why Brian was the, literally the only person I wanted because uh, I, I reached out to Alex. You and Alex are better friends. You yeah. guys know each other for a while. You work with each other. You were his boss at one point. At I was casino. his boss. And, um, and I, you were the only person I wanted for the discussion. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, so uh, Brian was a VP at the Strat uh, some, uh, a, a year ago. He's moved on to another, another position. like uh, He's still a casino exec, a high place casino exec. Uh, and interestingly, I have um, interacted with the Strat over the course of you know my lifetime, my career. It, it was a casino I used to I used to frequent. Uh, Bob Supak was very famous for having the, just the weirdest promotions <laughs> on slots. What a salesman! He really was, dude. Uh, they they were giving away coupons all the time, and he had he always had you you could collect these little buckets that he had, and you know a whole bunch of stuff. They had this whole, and then when they were going to build the tower he um you know he was collecting you know all those people were trying to invest and he was going to do this timeshare thing and then there was the godzilla talk or the, you know the, the ape going up I mean, there was all these things but it was always um a sort of a low-rank casino yeah right the cas- dealers didn't make very much money it was a break in house very completely the action was very muted uh you know it, its location was you know it, it kind of you know is it on the strip is it not on the strip it yeah, it, it, that. it's on
1: the strip it's on the strip yeah.
0: Yeah. If you, if you, by the way, if you see the strip, the silhouette of the strip, uh, they always, always throw the strat, the strat as yeah. the end of it. So how is it not on the strip? But of course, the Sahara logo. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not to get, not to get weird, is the strip ends here. You know? Did you see that? Uh, I, I, you know, yeah. You know I've what I'm talking about? That, I'm just. Yeah. You don't have to admit to anything. Let's just say I pass that in my car, and I know. All right. Well. Interestingly, so, uh, you know, we are, we're we a dealer school, so, you know, if you, for those of you don't know, our, our channel, CG Dealer School, is the actual dealer school here in Las Vegas, and we trained people to become dealers, and we used to not really send a whole lot of dealers to the Strat before Brian was there, and, and the reason for that is they just didn't make a lot of money, and there were, we were we were tapped into other casinos that, you know, where the dealers started out making more money. And when brian got there he he started out with this uh you know program to you know light the place up move the pit and then he made he, he doubled the dealer toke rate almost instantly in fact not just doubled we you know you remember may yeah i could throw her out there she's i have her permission but we sent a, this dealer with incredible personality to the strat Uh, And I mean, she's bubbly on a whole nother level, but she's very friendly, very engaged. She made $7,000 in two days, Mm -hmm. which I think was a was a record. She was the first person to really just like blow it out. There were a couple of them. There was a couple. It
1: it, it came fast early on. Yeah. So, I mean, just to expand on what you're talking about, coming out of the pandemic, we're, we're looking at how do we compete? You know, visitation is predicted to be way down. Dealers have masks on. You know, the only thing I was really asked to do in that job was to change the culture because anybody that had been into the strat prior to 2019, it, it was, it had a bunch of different owners, didn't, you know, was neglected as a property. And then, you know, when it was bought, they did put a huge investment into the property. So we wanted to make sure that the staff gave the level of service that went with it. And we're sitting there coming out of a pandemic saying, how do we compete? And we said, you know what? Let, let's let the dealers go table for table. Keep their own tips. Hadn't been done on the strip in in 30 years. And I was just at a table games conference with an ex casino cheat who wrote a scathing article about me, how naive I was and everything <laughs> wow. that was going to go wrong about collusion wow. and cheating and all that. And he actually apologized to me this, he's like, ah, eh, maybe, maybe I was a little bit wrong about that article, but it, a lot of things went well and it did. It, it, it changed some dealers lives and it increased guest service on that property tenfold.
0: Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So you should know, the number of dealers, and this is a rare thing. There, there are a few times in that where dealers come back and they rave about a boss or an experience. The, the the experience at the Strat. I I still have dealers. I have dealers now that have been there two years, and could could get another job. They don't want to go anywhere. They're they're just they're they're done. They're happy with the Strat. They don't they don't want to leave. And that that was never a thing. I don't think in the history of the a Casino was ever a thing. Uh, there's there's some fantastic people that are still you know, oh no they're, part they're, of that. The experience. management team there is yep. still
1: fantastic. They do a great job. Yep. Uh, you know it's it it speaks wonders. It you know the best compliment I got. I took a, another executive over there who mm-hmm. said if I would have blindfolded him, he would have never guessed what property he was on just from yeah, the 100%. the physical aspect. They did a great job with yep. that, but then. The, the culture and the, the experience that the dealers give off is, has been phenomenal. It's
0: amazing. I mean, to go even to go in there today and see how busy it is and how engaged, a high limit pit, you know, the, the the quality of dealing, the level of dealing, uh, the engagement, it really, it, it's something else. I, it was a sight to, I mean, for someone who's been in this business a long time, I've never seen that kind of transformation on the pit. I've seen properties being refurbished and upgraded, all those things happen, but, but the culture, never. I, I
1: think it's probably, you know, I, I've heard from multiple sources, you know, probably the most successful remodel rebrand when you look at it in totality from the, the physical box to the culture to the experience they, they do a great job there
0: yeah no 100% man anyway so that's why I, I quite literally because I, I think I think the, the business as a whole it is is moving forward and it is looking to innovate I, I my one takeaway on the future of gaming is is that we still have uh, for lack of a better word a lot of cogs in the wheel so to speak and, and I feel like there's, there's, I, I have discussions that are almost mind numbing given like where we're at in, in this cycle and, yeah. and how we're, you know, culture has changed even, even as millennials and, and generation Z and, and the interactions they're looking to have. I mean, um, it, it's quite amazing. Wait, Anyways. Are you, are you a baby boomer or are you? A, oh my uh, God, what, sir. What, what generation <laughs> What's are going you? on? How many grandkids? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm you know late 60s <laughs> i may or may not have seen a beetle alive at some point no uh, oh god but i look good on this uh this is a great color buddy good i like filter. this color good filter. good filter no i like this filter <laughs> uh come on down and don't see the other filter okay <laughs> all right so uh we're so let, let's let's look at so the brick and mortar casinos i mean are, are we expecting them to get bigger is it going to be more of a boutique type of experience I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know that a lot of casinos being planned for this trip are more integrated-type resorts because there's so many other areas that casinos generate revenue now yeah. that have become crap. The foodies alone, I think. Yeah. $200 meals, my God. You know, you don't even need crap tables for that. But uh, So do, do you think that's that's the evolution of gaming spaces, like one massive property, integrated property?
1: Well, I think there's lots of different ways to to skin a cat. It's, you know, how, how what can you offer to your customer? But I think... The the days of lost leaders and and you know uh, a cheap buffet or or whatever are gone and it's going to be experiential and it, it needs to to turn a profit and that experience of a great meal or that great entertainment option or that great gaming experience is is really going to drive us forward.
0: Well, good. All right. So, uh, well, any more Foxwoods on the horizon? Properties like that.
1: Just, you massive. just
0: massive, just massive. Just throwing up I
1: hadn't heard. You know, the rumors about Texas and Florida. Obviously, Seminole has Florida. I know mm-hmm. a couple other major gaming companies were trying and trying to get in there. Yeah. But you, you have a jurisdiction that did not have gaming before, like Texas, or if Florida could get some competition, yeah, I could see them building a massive, massive property down there. It just depends. On how many gaming licenses are allowed? Yeah. You know, you saw that in Macau. You're going to see that in Japan with limited licenses. The mm-hmm. state of New York. You know, you're going to have a couple of them maybe going at the racetracks there or some other bids. I think I heard Chicago just got uh, a, a bid approved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if the customers are there and the mm-hmm. demand
0: is there, yeah, build them as big as you can make them. By the way we we've already have a dealer coming to the school to work in chicago <laughs> just got, dude wait a second give it a minute let it percolate all right um all right so let's um let's look inside the casino so uh we're, we're going to before we go to sort of the online experience the, okay. the online gaming experience a lot is going on inside the casino uh in terms of uh the evolution of the player experience the tables themselves how we interact with the games cash all those types of things so my, my first big question that I get literally the most is classic tables. So do we think that we're evolving, and I don't mean ETG games, I mean a blackjack table with the dealer and cards instead of some other. So, you know, we've both been like G2E and we see a lot of the new tech. Some of them have the pucks where you don't need any cash. Uh, you know, they could easily just put up a screen. I, I guess that's that's an ETG at that point. But, but do you see like a classic craps table with cra- classic dealers staying as part of that experience?
1: I, I do, but you know, the one constant is change. You know, everybody freaked out when coins went away from slot machines and we went to Tito tickets, mm-hmm. and yet slot revenue continues to, to thrive through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see chips going away anytime soon, mm-hmm. but I'm an ease of use guy, right? You have your phone and you're able to walk up and just tap the register at Starbucks or wherever yeah. you're going. You know, so if you could have that kind of integration at a table game and, you know, hey, I, I fund my account or I just get chips for it, I, I think anything that makes the experience more seamless and easier is going to be better for the casino business.
0: That's a, that's an interesting question. So um, I know at the Strat, you can buy in with your with your card right on the table now. Yeah, right?
1: there's lots of places that could do that. I think we were the first one on this trip where you could use your debit card. And it was, you know, if I get up and then I have to go wait in line at the ATM and you know uh, whatever happens i miss the cocktail waitress while i'm gone i miss a a great streak or a great role you know let me if i want to be in action let me stay in action and get the chips right there i think again anything that's seamless and makes the experience better and more efficient is, is better for everybody nobody wants to wait in line nobody wants to go to the dmv
0: oh god i swear to god dmv yeah no kidding can, can Nevada just sort of, you know, copy what Arizona is doing and move it up here real quick so we, we can get ahead of that that kind of thing? Just saying. Just saying. Love Nevada DMV, but damn. All right. Anyways. Uh, all right. Skill-based machines. Oh, This is a bit of a... I could do a whole drama on this. We, we had a company out here. I don't want to mention the, the guy that was the CEO kind of got in a little bit of trouble, but he looked down his brow at me and Alex, uh, what we were trying to do. So realistically, we, we, as Casino Quest was starting, and we we have some innovative ideas. We're going to throw them out there at the end. That's because I think the future of game, I have a few ideas about the future game that are very specific. So we went to this skill-based company and me and Alex, and I'm, okay, I'm not yet a boomer, just to be clear okay okay yeah. are,
2: you, are, you, are you sure about that you are you sure about that
0: are, are, are the majority of your
2: fans
1: boomers do they identify you as being one of them i
0: mean you know i do have i have five grandkids uh thanks to one very populous son you know what I mean? <laughs> working on his own village it
2: sounds like boomer status uh anyways
0: uh, let's move on so uh So we so we went to this uh, big company uh, that uh, raised like 50, 60, some ridiculous amount of money, millions of dollars to build this company. And they were working on some skill based machines and we wanted to promote them at our space. We wanted to give them space and have the customers. Of course, a couple months later, COVID hit, kind of killed everything. But we we wanted to put them in the window. We thought they were interesting and that, you know, maybe, you know, given our audience, we do have a few younger people. So we go down to this company to kind of interact and we end up actually meeting the CEO who, um, who had to move on due to some issues, but, um, uh, we were trying to play their games and the one game broke while we were playing it. So we couldn't play that one. And the other game, even Alex, uh, I mean, we just were like, what it looked like candy saga, but it wasn't, uh, but we couldn't figure out what the hell we're supposed to do with this skill based machine. And then we were like, well, then there was the skill bonus. So who gets a skill bonus? Dennis, like, none of us, yeah. I don't know how good you are with the joystick, but unless you're, you know, oh. every now and then. <laughs> well, some of us are, are better. I'm, I'm talking about the quick, oh, well, there we go. God, it's the innuendo channel, you know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it
1: is a little bit. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the issue with skill-based gaming is who wants to put in the time to do that in order to be entertained? You know, it, it's... Putting in the time on the driving range to be a good golfer, or going to Top Golf and having a few beers and hitting a few balls and playing that game—it's that same kind of thing. Yeah. People are coming to Vegas to have fun; they're not here to do math. You know, yeah. you see in the comments all the time about triple zero roulette or six to five blackjack. The majority of people don't care because they're not there to do math. 100%. Yes, over the course of their lifetime, are they better off playing a game with better rules? Of course. But in the short run, anything can happen, and it's about anticipation, excitement, mm-hmm. playing a game. You know that's the it. odds. Why are some athletes some of the biggest gamblers? Because it's a competition for them, right? Mm. They know the odds aren't stacked in their favor, and they want to you know, have that alpha male, alpha female attitude and try and beat the house. Yeah. I think that's where the, the lack happens in skill game gaming mm-hmm. who wants to put in the time to learn that skill
0: mm-hmm. when I'm on vacation I just want to have fun
1: yep. see the real spin see the dealer flip over the cards yep cheer have yep. fun
0: I uh, I agree skill base is dead let's just put it there nail in the coffin I don't see most of those games have our absent. You, you it's really hard to find them I think there may be a couple left somewhere uh, in fact uh, one of the last casinos that had them they had to actually hire someone separate just to teach people how to interact with yeah. the games until they, they pulled them out because that that was it. If people couldn't figure out, they had that skill bonus, but you had to be a bit twitchy. You had to be like yeah. a dentist kind of thing to win it. Well, it's
1: you know again, who are you going to bring into your to your casino if you're running a skill base? You're going to bring in someone mm-hmm. that studied the game nine ways from Sunday, and they're going to minimize their edge, and they're taking up space for someone that is going to be a recreational gambler there for fun, whose wallet share is there for entertainment, not to try and take advantage of mm-hmm. of a game because they yeah. they built the skill level up.
0: You know, you know what's interesting is we, we get, so there's this real minority, really niche group of people that examine, you know, what me and Alex do on the math, and, and our pushback is it's, it's literally never about the math, most of the people that I've dealt to, my, it's always about opportunity, you know, that's why I'd rather play the million dollar win machine instead of grinding out on some lower, for me to try to hit, even though I know my odds are stacked against me, but that's the hope and prayer, that's yeah. why I'm gambling in the first place. When I'm on a crap table, if I work the math and I grind out a, a pass line or a come I don't stand to win a lot of money. There's no opportunity for me. So all of our strategies work on literally if you're there to play, play. If well, not, do something again,
1: else. Again, it's what's entertaining for you. Right. Is doing math and grinding out a small edge, is that entertaining for you? Mm-hmm. Or is going for the long shot? Mm. more entertaining for you. Yeah. You know, we just had a long shot hit what at the at the Kentucky Derby and how many people when they saw that betting slip would have said, "Oh, you're out of your mind. The long shots never come in. You're wasting your money." Yeah. But that's a moment that those people that bet on that race are going to probably remember for a very long time. Yeah. Same thing happens in the casinos.
0: Yep. No, I I agree 100%. All right. We're going to oh. I'm going to go down the uh, I'm going to go down the list of interior inside the game. All well, right. Before so, you get too far, you can oh, do the promos now. I got some promos. Yeah. Oh, I can do the promos. Well, I already did them, really. RSVP, is if you want to reserve some time. I, I have a Zoom-enabled uh, Dice with David, if you actually want to deal Dice. Most people just want to chat, but that's OK, too, you know. Learn I got, to deal Dice. Or, or, it, it or is... deal, or deal, We well, so it's it's Dice with David. Dude. We talk strategy, opportunity. Oh. I mean, to learn to deal stuff, well, that'd be tough. Imagine that, one hour, ready to go. Ready there to you go. go. On to your local tribe. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing for us is we've been evolving our com, And, I mean, we, we have a lot of people buying these. So, I, I've been researching the best quality. These are stainless steel spinny dice rings. You can't really see it. But let's just say they're really nice. Uh, they're stainless steel with black enamel. and uh, is, that, if, is
1: that to help balance your fingers when you're throwing uh, the dice?
0: <laughs> when I'm setting, dude. You do yeah. understand. Uh, but these look – if ever I want to get a roll, I got, I got a black one and a gold. I actually wear these. I wear these now. I, I – I get a little twitchy, uh, and instead of eating now, I just do this. So there's that, you know. Uh, what else do we have, sir? Into the AM. Oh yes, we got it into the AM. We have a we have a sponsor. We love these shirts. It's in the closet. It's uh, into the AM. So if you're interested in some really fantastic graphic te- uh, graphic tees, and I mean really fantastic, take a second, go to CG. Uh, what is it? What's the link? Into it's, the
2: AM. For uh into the am.com forward slash CEG dealers
0: yeah into the am.com forward slash CEG dealers and, and it's you in the description get, it's in the description yeah and the link is in the description i'm telling you they have these they have this really great astronaut shirt that's our me and alex absolutely love it and you see people now wearing them uh i i, I ran into someone on the strip the other day wearing one. they're really they feel great they look great uh so definitely take advantage of that and uh they're infl- inflation friendly
1: you know, I, I think you just fulfilled one of my dreams for me. Oh god. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm on uh the the T V shows, the infomercials where they're selling the uh Oh, the that's coming, dude. That's
0: coming. Wait till I, well, I got hats. We're gonna give away some of these hats later. We got we got we got so much stuff, dude. We're gonna give away when if you R S V P if you come to the party, we got there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got lanyards and chip we're giving everything out for free dude this is going to be a love fest with everything's free uh we're not going to charge you anything unless you become an affiliate and you start your own fun night company and there's that you can sign up uh me and Pip boss john will be running that on wednesday uh but apart from that i think that's it right i think that's it yep. you want to make a reservation just casino quest up is thank you guys very much i should always i should always take a minute to do that
2: ShopCasedQuest.com uh, if you want those rings.
0: Oh, 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 one more thing. Look, look, real quick. We're we have these limited edition. I don't know if you ever guys are ever familiar from back in the day. They used, yeah, you gotta check this out. So this is from the from the palms before it was the new palms now. But the Nova Italiano, this is just one example. We have quite a few. Those are gonna go up on the site. We uh thanks to Alan, me and Alan, checks in the mail, Alan. Uh we uh we got a hold of a collection of these. These are limited edition silver coins. And they would drop out of these slot machines. Out of the silver strike machines. The, yeah, the silver yeah. strike machines. And so, you know, you might have you might spend a hundred dollars waiting for these normally these by the way, these were pretty friendly to drop. Once you were in hundred bucks, you were pretty uh, your expectation of getting one was high. Uh, I, I think you only had to put in hundred dollars. You almost guaranteed because they wanted to make these. A hundred to get ten. A hundred to great, get ten. That's yeah, a that's, great a great that's a great trade off. That's the thing. <laughs> I actually, when when I first got my first executive job, uh, uh, I uh, that was yeah. I, I finally found out that I was sort of rigged so that people could you know what I mean at some point. Uh, but anyway, so we have a bunch of those from all different casinos. We have some really old Golden Nugget ones, uh, some really rare ones, not too rare. And they'll range from third. There's about a 6 ounces of silver, and they're all in brilliant uncirculated, never touched uh, condition. So they're all fantastic. We've resealed them, so ready to go. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, so um, we're inside the casino. We're inside the casino. Are you ready? Uh, all right. Uh, I, I, did, you, did you see that one? I, 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 I saw ask. which one the cursor is yes. I gotta ask. Roll, so roll to win dice of dice games. So we get we get because we have a lot of dice fans. Yeah, and and some people have enjoyed winning a lot of money on those games. <laughs> I'm just gonna say maybe maybe too much, <laughs> maybe too much. So some casinos here in Vegas have taken them out, yeah. and some have uh, left them in. Planet Hollywood has this whole other uh, hybrid one where you sit around. And you have a monitor. You have your own seat and monitor. And then you move in when it's your turn to shoot, and you're your own yeah. shooter. Have you seen this one? I haven't seen that one, we, but I know of it. We just saw it, and uh, it seems like a lot of work. It's a big, it's a whole big setup. Do you think the this is going to become a new normal, or are we go again? Is it the classic craps game? Well, I I
1: think any innovation is good, and you can't get to the final iteration of the thing that works if you don't try every iteration along the way. Mm -hmm. So Roll the Win came out and it was placed in a lot of jurisdictions before Las Vegas. Uh, We were able to get it into Las Vegas and getting it on a game in a live environment, they've, some players were able to take advantage of some weaknesses at different properties. I've heard stories of dice sliding, I've heard stories of You know, Dealers that aren't dice dealers being on the game and and Mm -hmm. not understanding what's going on, which ultimately would hopefully be what it was intended for. But now I hope the manufacturers are able to take the information they've gained and put it in because what it does is with the labor shortage, it allows Mm -hmm. for less labor, Mm -hmm. which is, is good for the casino and good for the players because you can get an extra game open with less dealers. And it's also with that savings on the labor side, it, it allows a, a lower price point, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're going through the Las Vegas trip or wherever the casino is, and those tables are fifteen or twenty-five dollars for a craps table, maybe this efficiently allows a casino to open it at five or ten dollars, which is better for the the entry level gambler.
0: Yeah, I love I love that these games have five dollar you know five dollar games. Yeah uh and and for some people that's been a big miss because uh, you know on the weekends here especially 15 25 games not a lot of five dollar tables so the casinos that do have those or, or do have the um uh, the individual uh the bubble crafts yep. that kind of thing still, still allow for a lower price point even though it's not the same game it really and realistically it's literally not the same game well it's the same game just not the same experience it's not the same experience yeah. right uh, I mean, the, but the, the uh, bubble craps, the odds aren't necessarily the same. So that can change. That, that's and so especially like in Colorado, some of the casinos that have bubble craps. They don't pay, you know, obviously they pay the penny, but they don't pay what a normal place bet you don't have. And, and honestly, like when, when, um, when before that game was even introduced, when it was just a thought at G2E and it was, it was showcased there, you know, I, you can't bet if, if those of you familiar with my double tap, triple locks, these kinds of things where you're moving money around, it's not as easy yeah. to move money around the screen on that one even though it's a digital screen it just doesn't work that way yeah. you know by the time they're getting another roll, uh, you just can't get your bets down like you would a, a good dealer that's the other problem is a lot of times casinos have really resorted to a blackjack dealer moving on to a dice table yeah and and that's been a takeaway but okay uh, interestingly let's talk about uh, the next one is uh, so we I guess I guess we touched on the cash cashless I mean do you think yeah. You think cashless games is the future? Do you think their cash will still be king?
1: No, I think cash will always, in some iteration, be king. But if it can be digital cash or cashless, you know, where it's from my bank account to the table to you know to in the game, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's some hurdles right now with with the whole, the way it's being done through a wallet, where I have to sign up and then fund the wallet, and then you can pull it out that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is as easy as the you know experience where I can go up to Apple Pay and just tap. You know, right. so if we can get to that on a slot machine or on a table games mm-hmm. but it's you know i understand regulators being really cautious with this because there's unintended consequences behind it and when right. they, they want to make sure that it is safe for everybody and that it doesn't get abused or you don't get unintentionally taken advantage of with it because you know like i told you earlier i was at a conference about uh table games and mm-hmm. game security The cheats are always one step ahead. So when you get into technology stuff and we're seeing news stories all the time of Mm -hmm. companies getting hacked, databases getting hacked, Mm -hmm. you know, that might be worrisome for for regulators and casinos when you start throwing information out cashless digitally.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. What about crypto?
1: (laughs) So my take on crypto is everybody that wants to sell you crypto tells you it's better than cash and I say all right it's better than cash how do I get some well give me some cash and I'll give you some crypto (laughs) so it it seems a little shady to me Um, and then you hear about stories of of the guy that bought the first pizza with crypto he's essentially paid what
0: six hundred thousand dollars for that pizza (laughs) no millions now millions now nine million dollars even even with the Bitcoin at thirty thousand I believe so now
1: now you you extrapolate that out to gambling and now I gambled with this, and and let's say I lost, I, I lost ten thousand in Bitcoin. Well, then Bitcoin goes up ten x. Now, now I've lost a hundred thousand dollars. That trip. <laughs> yeah, really so depressed. It, yeah, I think it, it's got
0: a place, mm-hmm. but I don't. Again, I don't think it takes over for cash. I mean, especially so in land-based casinos. Now there are online casinos offshore, require VPN, that kind of thing, where you know there's people playing with crypto and paying in crypto. There are literally crypto casinos. That's all they do. Yeah. In fact, uh, we don't do anything with crypto casinos. So it's, uh, well, it's... again,
1: I think that gets back to, to the regulators and, and what's yeah. going on with those transactions. You know, historically, casinos it, have been used by nef- nefarious people, which is why we're so strict with things. Right. So I, I don't know enough about crypto to say just what I read in, in the news headline stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it seems to be the wild wild west and, and i don't know that casinos want to be involved with with the wild wild west
0: and when we say casinos we mean licensed entities Correct. in legal jurisdictions yes you know not in some island somewhere yes. island nation where anything goes and we're gonna we're gonna get to the online gaming part of it but we're gonna finish with sort of the inside the brick and mortar uh one of the things i i definitely wanted to uh to touch on it's actually oh here um so we were running a test so one of the technology companies that's uh has lots of installations on the on the in fact um many of their um player track their player tracking system is literally in in your place i I, I can't say their name specifically but you know i'm talking about so they installed a a money tracking using cameras so there's a lot of new tech whether you use uh you know radio waves uh whether you use the 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 microchips or whether you use just literally you know ai cameras looking out and and seeing the person seeing the interact with the checks and they were they were using a new technology that uses you know facial recognition it identifies the player it identifies the ins and outs so it'll identify if you're betting one hand two hands your win loss in real time and it sends that information back to whoever you know is there to look at it it's stunning how far this technology uh, has evolved. Uh, you can run down the stacks. You can do multicolored rainbow stacks, and it'll it'll figure yeah. out what's in that stack. And and you can do it over a half hour, an hour. It, it does. There are some hiccups. Uh, if you move the money too quickly, uh, or you you start doing two stacks, that's why it's important for the dealers to be on it. But where do you where do you think the the, the player tracking or the the chip tracking? I mean, do you think that's the the minute you walk in the door, you're just going to be tracked from go? Well, I think
1: moving forward i mean we always need to keep moving forward with that technology and at that conference i was at this week there were several presentations on ai facial recognition cameras um microchip uh chips Mm -hmm. and i think that is it's good for the players so right now when you when you bet into a slot machine you get a true idea of what your play is and what your play is worth on a table game there's still a lot of guessing involved you know, you have supervisors spread out over one, two, four, six, ten 10 games in some casinos, yeah. and your average bet is one component on how casinos reinvest in you. And if they're not getting that average bet correctly, you might be under reinvested in or over reinvested in. Mm-hmm. Another metric that we use is what the house advantage of the game is. Well, if right. the game has one bet, it has one house advantage. But a game like Craps, there, there's 10 bets on it with a, a wide range of house advantage. So a player that's playing the pass line with full odds Mm -hmm. is getting rated, and then a player that's playing place bets, hard ways, prop bets, and they both have a $100 average, realistically one player should be getting a lot more credit for what he's playing than the other one is. And that's really impossible with the current systems and and human error involved. Mm -hmm. So you bring in chips with RFID, you bring in cameras, you bring in um, optics. All of those things, I think... Are better for both
0: the customer and the casino. I I agree. I I I have had not too long ago we had a customer who came in here and and liked being in here and talked about won't go into a regular casino or hasn't been in a regular casino because he doesn't like being on camera. And uh, and by the way, <laughs> I, you know, you're on camera you, here you're on, you're on camera everywhere, <laughs> everywhere you, you go, go.
1: nowadays.
0: And I was like, "Dude, you're on camera here." He's like, "Yeah, but you don't you don't use it for anything." Well, sort of. If you start stealing, we're gonna yeah. have to use it, right? Um,
1: do, I, you, do you remember getting the camera talk when you first broke in? Like, you know, I walk in and say, oh. "Like, you're on camera all the time, so don't get caught picking your nose or yeah, them or whatever you're yeah. doing." And you just, you know, your first couple of weeks, you're just, you know, kind of looking up yeah. like, "What do they see me doing?" And then mm-hmm.
0: eventually, you just forget about it. Yeah, you desensitize. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of new dealers that come to the school. They think that that. They'll get nervous, you know, being under the camera. But you're really not under the camera. So once you get through a shift of dealing, a couple yeah. shifts or a week, you really, you kind of forget about the supervisors because there, there are a lot of eyes on you, yeah. right? I mean, more eyes on you in a proactive way than almost any other job. Maybe a banker has yeah. a lot of eyes on them. Uh, but but it, it becomes background. It just yeah. it goes in the background. Next thing you know, you're just dealing. It's not even a big deal. Even for high limit, even the high yeah. limit people, you know, you have surprises. For so, me, again, I want ease of use. So.
1: Do I want to carry around 27 players' cards and have to give it every time I come up? Mm-hmm. You know, if I can come up and sit down and get my chips, and I automatically get populated into the system, and I get credit for my play that way, I don't have to worry about saying, "Hey, did you? I, I just made a really big bet here. Did you get that? Did you get that?" So that I can get credit. Yeah. And it all happens seamlessly. I, I think that's a better experience for everybody. Hundred percent. If, if you don't want to be seen, maybe. Yeah, you don't go in a casino. Where you. Uh,
0: yeah. And casinos can see, they can literally see everything. When when I first uh, broke in, you know, camera angles were a little limited, black and white. Oh, no. They didn't have the same <laughs> optics. Now they can literally see. We had to
1: ask my first casino. Uh-huh. We had a big player had a giant pinky ring with a giant diamond, oh. and it was refracting the light <laughs> so much that it uh, yeah. blocked out the whole table, and they had to ask him to take
0: it off. Yeah, no, and and you were, you were limited to like you know, if um your hands had to be clear. Yeah. You know, nowadays we actually had a deal that got hired with tattoos on their hands because they could the camera can see it's not. A chip, but it used to be at any tattoos on your on your on your face, your hands. it was just no chance. Yeah, no, no chance. Oh yeah, anybody
1: that's gone to do a surveillance review, even ten years ago, much less 20 30 years ago. Yeah, you you were you were shooting a you know you don't know what you're looking at on yeah. those cameras. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. uh Okay, so we I know we talked a little bit about I I guess I think your phone, your watch. I pay for things. I you know with yeah. my watch, uh you know I go up Apple Pay. It's Samsung Pay, but Apple Pay. I, you know, I can, I can see that being part of the experience, like the player card. Instead of having all the cards, here, here's my digital yeah. ID, you know, plug me in. You know, we, we tell people before you leave the game to ask what your rating is because it can fluctuate, yeah. uh, especially if you play dice. Yeah. It's easier to get rated on a, cra- I mean, a blackjack table, Baccarat, but when you go to dice, depending upon how you play… Yeah. And you'll be disappointed, by the way, if you're taking those full odds. You don't get a lot of credit for odds, by well, the yeah, way. You get no credit for yeah. them in most jurisdictions. No, most jurisdictions.
1: No, no mathematical advantage for It gets player, a little depressing, so, yeah.
0: especially if you're at a 10 times odds or 100 times odds house, and you got, you know, 5 and 500. You're a $5 player. <laughs> so, well, Okay. So and and I think that's good if if you're if you're digital if you know throughout the casino the, the nice thing I've seen a lot of casinos do is they give you credit for everything you do in the casino because it's yeah. an integrated resort. You go eat a dinner ridiculously expensive dinner, you go you go see a Celine, a Celine Dion show, those tickets aren't cheap, yeah. but you get credit for everything. It's all part of why you're at. It used to be only gaming. Yeah. Only gaming got you the host and the you know the rooms and things like that, but now everything.
1: Yeah, and as it should be in any dollar spent is is a valuable dollar we're we're all Mm -hmm. fighting for customers and fighting to generate that revenue so you should get credit for that you know is 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 the guy that goes to the nightclub and and spends twenty thousand dollars on bottles any less valuable than the guy that gambles twenty thousand dollars
0: my next patreon story is going to be my uh my draze, my bottle experience. Holy crap! Are those bottles expensive? Oh, I've I've just got some stories out. about oh, that. I'm not, I'm I, I, you, you know,
1: I spent a few years running the pits out at XS and uh, oh my god, be, and surrender. So. Oh my god! I mean, so. just to sit
0: down, dude. You go there expecting a seat? No, no, you no. gotta pay for uh, seats, dude. Seats come at a cost, dude. Otherwise, you gotta stand. All right. Um, I guess we do that. So, uh, interestingly, and this is something, believe it or not, the very first conversation I had with this was with you. And this is kind of the innovative conversations that you have. But, um, you know, if you're in a casino, why do you have to be at the table? Good point. You could be playing from inside your room. They already have Kino in the room, sir. Just yeah. so you know, you can play Kino from your room. <laughs> well, I
1: think, and, and and you see it when you when you talk about online gambling. There's There's a warehouse full of dealers dealing somewhere in Europe or the islands or wherever they are, mm-hmm. and you're able to play online. There's no reason why you can't have that same experience, you know, sitting in a lounge and you hear the roar of the dice or, the, you know, you see 10 red in a row on a roulette table. Why can't I just log in real quick while I'm sitting over here comfortably chatting with you and, and place a bet on that game? Whether it's geolocating it into the casino or, or however that technology works, mm-hmm. I think it's additive and it's something the gaming industry needs to look forward to is, you know, one of the things I tell my vendors is, get me another bet or, or save me some labor. You know that That's where we're going forward. And be, the ability to bet digitally while not sitting at the table but still in the box, in I, the box. I think is 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 additive. to Come to the you know, pit,
0: pick up a tablet, yeah. take it to the lounge, and that tablet could be connected to a game, a craps table, whatever the case is, and just play that tablet is the game. It's the live virtually rendered game well
1: we're already doing it with etgs right it's except for it's on a terminal it's just a giant tablet that's fixed to the floor being able to figure out uh the ins and outs and i'm i'm not an it guy but Mm -hmm. that ability to play that etg from the restaurant from Mm -hmm. you know the lounge from my room
0: now you see why i have him on the show right i mean that's an easy win it's amazing because uh i mean ever since i had that conversation with you some time ago uh we were on a casino floor i've i've heard it but just sort of the hints of you know how we can play technology we actually have someone who developed uh, crapsy and has looked at you know having this kinds of uh you know this kind of te- technology where, where people can be obviously geolocated yeah. uh, and play like you know what does it matter? Like you have uh, twelve positions, you could have a hundred positions on one live craps table yeah. as long as it's done correctly. And the, and the technology exists, of course. There is some. All right. Uh, do we have any questions before we get to the second part? Because we're going to go virtual. Oh okay. Oh well, we what have actually
2: tons of super chats and stuff. So we
0: have we have t- super chats. Super duper.
2: What do uh, we got? Derek is going to oh, start God. out with. I got Hi, my Derek. gave us five bucks. Said. Got my tacky outfit. It happens to be a cutout of David.
0: <laughs> what a little bastard. We don't like him. Uh, he still owes me dinner, but we still don't like him. We'll <laughs> like him when he pays for dinner, and then we'll think about it, go from there.
1: Is it like a cardboard cutout that he's going to carry oh, around with him and have his it. arm around? Yeah,
0: 100%. And... That'll be, by the way, that's you being tacky, not me, sir, okay? Uh, unless anybody thinks it's actually me, which I can see that being a thing. Snapper, get some better glasses, will you, buddy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, Christopher Bird Trucking said, "They need your uh, date of birth for Daddy David's seventy-fifth and over keynote event." <laughs>
0: Listen, uh, I just have one really quick story. It's only gonna take two minutes, okay? And less than two minutes. I just have one question for Dennis. Dennis, I, I, how I many the minutes did it take I, I you? Played to j- I played the fifth. Uh, so so I day the day after fifth. Dennis's birthday, uh, he sat down. Hundred dollars uh, next to me for the very first time went to his first dotty sir. First Ooh, dotties. Man. You never forget your first time at dotty, because
1: you need a penicillin <laughs> shot afterwards.
0: <all> <laughs> it's all urgent care, the oxygen tank, get the smoke out of your uh, clothes. I, I I kid.
1: Dotties is yeah. fantastic.
0: We you know I, I will say this. It gets sometimes going to a casino is difficult, especially if this if where I play Kino is near the tables. Yeah. Because uh, I either have dealers or fans. Uh, it's the strangest you, thing you
1: you you've entered that level of strata that you I have mean, to worry about the paparazzi so we've, and the, we've uh, gone to craftspits
0: and like the crafts table you know oh my god yeah yeah a little bit i mean not always some people like huh uh, i it, like we have people who like i've seen you but i'm not really sure where you know it could have been that cottonell commercial it might have been a dice uh chat. anyways but so, I mean, for me, it's just safe. If I want some time, the nice thing about die, this one dies where I go, there's a machine right by the door and the U1 machines have like a little enclosure yeah. and I could be my little secret self. But uh, so within a minute of him playing, I marked his numbers, dude. I put the money in, I marked his numbers. He sat there just pressing play and boom. How much did you win, buddy? Let him know what you won. I, I told you,
2: I played and the And how fit. old are you I, again? Uh, what kind of
0: hair are we talking about? Oh my God, a winner. Let's just say it was a winner. And he's pleading the, the fifth against self-incrimination, just so you know, okay? All right, what else do we got? So thank you so much, Christopher. Uh, that's one of our smartest viewers, um, unlike Derek, but uh, Christopher Bird, smart. He's actually corrected me a few times. He's well-informed, dude. All uh, right, Ryan who else Chris got? just gave us five bucks. Didn't say anything.
2: Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Derek Silva. I got a split on this, right? Appearance
0: <laughs> <beat>? <laughs> Well, we got bills, dude. Bills, bills.
2: Bills. <laughs> um, Derek Silva with another $5. Yes. Hi, Derek. So, when is Anabarhar coming to a casino? Oh, God. I know. He gets this
0: a lot. <laughs> so, never. Can, the can, third can, never? Thursday from never. <laughs> Do you think a game? But it's so simple. That's why it's so fun. It, it, it's so, it's so, it, I, I've actually enjoyed playing it online. It's not a, it's not a star, right? Cause if the, <laughs> the shame in his face right now. I know, he's like, why are you asking me this? Why are you we've asking been, me this? We've been down this road before. We, you we think, have. you
1: think a game like that just dead in the water, can't make? I think it's, you know, you have to worry about educating the customers, yeah. which is a lot easier to do online, right? You guys go on, you already have a, a captive audience, yeah. and then you, you make it fun. Yeah. You throw something like that on a casino floor anywhere, and First, you have to get people to come up to it. Then you have to explain it to them. Then you have to get them to buy in and play it. It's very difficult for new games to hit the market. And That's I was true. very much in my career a proponent of that. I had games at different casinos where I said, hey, I'll reserve this game. Let's put a new game on. Let's give it a shot. I'm, I'm all about trying new things. Mm-hmm. You know, swing for it. You know, you never know what the next big hit is. And if you never take a chance, you're never going to get that big hit. Um, at that conference I was at, they had a best new table games uh contest and there were you know 10 or 12 different new games Mm -hmm. and they they're they're great and these guys do a great job putting them together it's getting them on the floor and educating that customer and getting them to sit down is the hard part
0: it is it's tough i i've actually i've opened a few casinos and i remember one of the casinos i opened we went through this whole review process so they were they were trying to take local applicants who are interested in being part of the casino experience a brand new market and uh not a single not a single one of those presentations made on the floor. Yeah. Uh, it went all classic. Uh, I think Let It Ride was the only actually new game at the time. <laughs> That's how far back I this, this casino. It was the advent of Let It Ride and the Shuffle Shuffle Master. Yeah. Uh, the automatic shuffler. Uh, you know what? I, I, I will pause. I'm going to do a quick shout out for a game that we have been uh, demoing. Uh, and uh, I, I'm going to say this because this could be the first real public mention. But uh, we, we've we had some uh, Big Pineapple uh, we, we have this game, it's called Big Pineapple, and it it, uh, it fulfills sort of the 15-second learning curve. Done. 15-second okay. learning curve. It uses all existing equipment. Me and Alex have played it now a dozen times, and it's ass and seat type of game. So it, it, it's actually very engaging. It plays like Ultimate Texas Hold'em. It just has this added bonus. So it, it creates another level of engagement. I think it has a shot of, of – and I – I've seen probably hundreds of these games, uh, and the most disappointing one was was all of the. You should see the looks on these inventors' faces, you know, the people that invented games, especially the really the ones where they have like all different chips and different cards, and yeah. and they bring this whole production, and then you look at them and you're like, you know, right away, no casino is going to okay. invest in this.
1: I, I saw one this week, and uh, I'll, I'll leave the names out to protect the innocent. Yeah, it it had a shoe where you dealt three cards to the players. Mm and then it had another shoe oh. where you pulled out three cards and there were rules on the cards, oh. <laughs> and it would be like, you lose your yeah. club, you lose your highest card, you lose this, and I was like, like I understand the creativity and I can appreciate that, and I know you worked hard on it. Mm-hmm. It's slow, it's complicated, and it, mm-hmm. it needs to be additive, yeah. right? Any game that gets on the floor, is it just gonna take away from my current three card poker players, mm-hmm. or my current Ultimate Texas, or my current blackjack players, or is it gonna bring me a new customer? You know that's what the poker variants did. It brought new customers to table games that liked mm. poker, but didn't have the time to sit at a poker table, or they weren't accessible. That's so it. what? Whatever can bring new customers and not just cannibalize your current existing customers.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Big pineapple. am I'm, I'm looking after you, you guys there? a little bit. Uh, We don't have it in the layup, but uh, I'll show it to you. Yeah, I'd love to look at Uh, it. Out of literally the 300, I actually did an intro for them because they were entering their video to to an executive who was part of this convention. And so we did a forward for them. And the only reason I and I did it free free of charge because quite literally in my career is the first game I've ever seen that has a shot and a small shot because I know how hard it is. Very, very few of these games transfer. And, and unless you have a really big uh, casino licensee behind you, yeah. it's very hard to get on the floor. Uh, except at the Mirage, we'll do a 90-day trial of almost any game ever invented. (laughs) As long as you pay. As long as you pay. As long as you pay. They're like, sure, bring it on. You know, if you pay everything, we're good. What do we care? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to, uh, let's have a couple questions. Oh, we still
2: have a few. Okay, go. Uh, Greg says, would a casino buy me uh, an Indian casino hire someone for summer work?
0: 100%. Uh, casinos are so, so, uh, casinos are desperate for employees now. It's amazing. They're, they're literally walking all over themselves. We get calls from five to 10 casinos every week. And the number of emails I've gotten from quite literally all over the country. I I know I quite literally know of pits here in Vegas that are at risk of shutting down for lack of staff. Yeah, literally it's, you know, and I think it, it's a
1: little bit of a branding message. I think we need to get the word out. That being a te- uh, being a dealer is a skilled tradesman. It's no d- different than being a plumber, an electrician. You're learning a craft. You're learning a trade, a skill that you have to go through and then applying it, and then you have the ability to go anywhere in the country. You have the ability to move up from a thirty thousand dollar a year job to a hundred thousand dollar a year job. It, you know, I can't think of a and limited right third grade education count
0: to 21 yeah you don't need a lot the bar is low sir you got to <laughs> literally be able to stand up and but move you, some you can cart. really
1: you can change your lot in life you know if, if you're working in in you know there's lots of talk nowadays the talking heads on on the new, major news media is you know people can't live off a minimum wage or people need to be paid a living wage you can get paid a living
0: wage in a casino being a dealer yep and dealer, by the way, leads to lots of other opportunities. Casinos are famous for promoting within. Absolutely, I know a lot of dealers who've never been to college that are table game directors now, yeah. or they've. I know, I know someone who moved on to an accounting field. Actually, went through uh, a network casino that here in town, uh, and started as a dealer. They paid for them to go to college to become a CPA inside their casino.
1: Casinos are huge organizations. Mm-hmm. They have accounting departments, finance departments, food and beverage departments, mm-hmm. security departments. And if you do a good job, casinos are great about promoting from within because you, we're spending time, energy to train you, you're gaining this knowledge that you need, and you can move up. And that's one of the things, especially table games, I love the layers of it. It's dealer to dual rate, to floor, to dual rate pit, to pit, to backup shift, to assistant shift, to shift, to director. Like there's lots of opportunity to grow in your career where there's some jobs where it's you're, you're either here
0: or... yeah. The Momentum is limited, yeah. You know, I mean, the box is tight. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, the other question I get a lot, by the way, is we, we have I know we have a lot of fans all over the world, all over the country. So, one of the things we're putting together is we're creating a another online academy that'll be directly connected and licensed and state licensed with CEG. So, that's coming soon. So, we'll have those classes, we'll be able to virtualize the experience as much as possible. Um, and the, the other thing is like I, I, I get so many emails from people who are like, well, if I come to CEG, can I get hired at my local casino a la Chicago? By the way, this is a shout out to that, that young man who's reached out to me a couple of times. And Let me make it very simple. Yes, 100 uh, percent. We teach you all the basics. Now, there might be some nuances, different, different jurisdictions, different bosses. So, you know, they, you might not have to pitch. You might be dealing out of shoe You're, the rest of your life. You might never see a pitch game like they have here in Vegas. Uh, or that you might be a face-up game you know or you know there so there are nuances a lot, a lot of uh, casino managers will come in and, and they'll change some some kinds of things how you pull money out of the rack how you pay insurance
1: but all that's trainable uh, you that's know it. an experienced casino manager who's going to give you your audition is going to see that they're gonna to want to see personality mm-hmm. how your hands work how your hands move the rest is policies and procedures that can be taught to you
0: yep so come to CEG, learn from experience we do a fantastic job and uh, we can send you and we have those relationships. Uh we we have those relationships. Not not all of them directly, but we've been called by many of the Indian tribes to reach out to us for dealers, asking us if we have anybody on the way to Florida or Oklahoma or wherever. Not always the case, but yes, yeah, so come down to see. All right, what else do we have? Oh, well, we have Robert Barnes. Give us $20. B. Oh, thank you, sir.
2: So see you all next week. Will I'll be the, Will there be a podcast next week? I might
0: have to say hello. 100%. By the way, we have the purple couch uh, for our VIPs, of which uh, Mr. B is one. Mr. B has been with us, I think, The casting as long. couch, by
1: the way. Uh, that's what I was about to say. Is that the casting uh, well, couch? Well, it's a
0: bit short, sir. Not everybody's going to fit. <laughs> it's a little mini mini casting couch. So if you're under four feet, maybe, it might work out for you. Uh, what do you think, Dennis? Hmm? Uh, I played the fifth. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. the fifth. What's going on after hours, dude? i got to take that key back. Uh, <laughs> CEG after hours oh, on the purple you, couch. Can you imagine? We were going to have an after hours show that was going to lead to uh, a walk. Uh, but unfortunately, we have a lot of lazy gamblers. <laughs> they just want to gamble. They don't want to waste too much energy before or after. All right, what else you got? Any more questions? Uh, I have
2: a couple more. I'm going to try to go through them All quickly. right, go ahead because we got to uh, get to the e-gaming. Alan Toy asked uh, two questions. Number Is one. Is the check on the way? Yes. Well, he, he was asking how's the coin
0: sales going. Uh, so, Alan, it's a, it's a whole process, bro. It's uh, we have. So, Alan was instrumental in us getting these collectible, limited edition coins. Uh, we've inventoried them all, and we have them all in uh, seals. So, the plastic capsules were all crap, uh, and we made sure none of these have been touched by hands. Uh, and so, we've uh, and now we've inventoried them, and we've priced them. And good job, buddy. Uh, it looks like we'll uh, you know it 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 was definitely well worth that alan by the way is one of our original fans by far go ahead buddy what else you got and then his second question
2: is will cq hotel and casino allow phones at the table
1: (sighs) cq hotel and casino
0: yeah that that's the dream that is the dream you know interestingly um we are going through a build out uh we are expecting to have two more locations by the first quarter of 2023 very exciting we grew 800 percent. Thanks to you guys uh, from year over year, from obviously before COVID. So, uh, but we are up about 300% now. So things are moving forward. we have been able to expand our staff and create opportunities for the people that are here. Everyone's growing with us. Uh, And also thanks to you, we've created some new, some wonderful opportunities for new dealers, students that are coming to the school. We've managed to keep our prices inflation friendly. So if you wonder, by the way, if you go to CEG and you wonder why the prices are affordable, uh that's thanks to our fans quite literally so we have our path up initiative program and we've used that money to keep our our prices you know lower uh while still paying everybody a living wage uh, or well beyond a living wage so there's that that's why that's why we have some really great teachers that have been in this business for a very long time and that's our small innovation to this this business and uh, now we are we are in talks. We're working with some ca- uh, uh, casinos here in town to help sort of evolve that program, create the pipeline, all that stuff. But anyways, all right. What else you got? Christopher
2: Bird says, serious question. Thought on all the buying and selling of casinos between Hard Rock, Caesars, MGM.
0: Good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you take that, and then I have an answer for that too. What do you think? I think competition in any aspect of life is good.
1: Yep. So the more competition there is, the more innovation there will be, the more opportunities for the consumer to get what they want and get value. So I, I think it's a great thing. Not only that we are getting more competition in this market, but uh, tribes are moving in on it, which I, my first casino was a tribal casino. And you know that's 23 years ago. And, and the talk was back then. You know Originally it was, hey, the tribes are gonna have casinos to really help them you know, move forward and get, get out of poverty, problems that they were having on the reservation and it, it's starting that dream starting to be realized because now these tribes have turned themselves into multinational conglomerates which is ultimately helping their 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 people their tribe yeah so i think I'm, i think competition is great and i think it's great that the tribes are entering the market
0: yeah 100 percent. i totally agree we went from having like a four or five major operators to having you know does even on the strip new operators in casino palms of course has a has a new operator indian tribe uh, we, Mirage now, Indian Tribe, as much as we don't like the Volcano, I, I still, I still love the idea that there's more operators. I think it'll give people a lot more value. There'll be more competition to, to earn that consumer. And we, you know, we'll, re, we'll see a return to, uh, you know, some of the promotions that we, uh, you know, some players have missed, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially once everybody, you know, stops losing their mind and gambling all their money away. Uh, but, uh, well, it's also, it,
1: it's just a different perspective, right? When yeah. when you have one, two, three major companies they're gonna be doing things all the same way throughout their their brand. Now you get different people in with different ideas and that moving forward, that innovation is is, is great for the whole industry.
0: It, it's quite incredible, by the way, what's happened to Vegas. just the last couple of years, went to all these, you know, uh several monopolies to now you know look at look at virgin yeah uh you know mirage we have two, there'll be two more op- resorts world yeah uh right across the street there's two more operators it looks like that well we're not really sure so Fontainebleau blue is a thing by the way you can see the construction going on a daily ber- uh, basis the uh the Harmon and co not Harmon and coval Harmon and Koval sold to f1 a uh, formula one racing yeah,
1: that's where the pits are going to be that's so they're going to be exciting. developing
0: experience there we're going to love that I'm not sure I'm all that excited about a baseball stadium, quite oh, literally, on the so stairs. But, I mean, not right on the – where is everybody going to park? Yeah, we'll figure out – we'll so, Elon Musk
1: will figure out a tunnel uh, for us. Some new um, tunnel. By the way, love but the tunnel. I think, you know, on, on that baseball, 81 dates in the summer when we're usually slower – I think it's just another opportunity to bring more people to Vegas and experience what we have to offer, mm-hmm. and that level of entertainment experience that we're great at providing. Mm-hmm. Whatever brings people here, I think is is great for us.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I mean, the more I, it's amazing that we have all these uh, professional sports teams oh, now, from, just that, from, just like from, that,
1: from none forever to, to like to, all of them. We are the the worldwide leader in uh, sports entertainment.
0: That's it. I mean, it, it's happening. All right. So, with that said, do you think that the strip is going to have a um, because originally, Wynn had this idea to put a roof, to make it like Fremont. Put a roof and no cars right on the Do you think it's ever going to happen? You know, I'm I, I, not a structural engineer,
1: but I would imagine <laughs> that it would be difficult because a lot of the entrances for, for taxis, limos, shuttles are on the Strip. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure how that's possible. But, you know, again, if, if somebody figures it out and it's better for the city, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it
0: yeah 100 percent. so i i'm a big fan of the tunnel thing i've, I've seen all these different articles about how it could be dangerous things like that i suppose being in a tunnel anywhere could be dangerous yeah. but i i love the tunnel thing i, I love that a, i love that a private company came to vegas and just made that solve you know one of the things i i worked in politics for a number of years at a fairly high level in politics as as a logistics that support and a data i know <laughs> it really does so uh but It was always so frustrating to see so many short-sighted politicians just clamoring for votes instead of looking at long-term solutions for Vegas as a valley. I mean, do you know that decades ago, they planned for Vegas to have, it's some, something like in 2010 to have only 800,000 people and they yeah. built our infrastructure around that. Meanwhile, we're at 2 million yeah. at that point. And that's really where we're at. So we keep reinvesting in RTD instead of some type of light rail, even though, even though. so we have hired, spent millions of dollars at both parties, Republican party and the Denver, all the parties, They've we've spent millions of dollars in, in these cons, hiring consultants to look at these long-term solutions. And every time one comes down the pipe, it, it it doesn't have any traction over some short term budget, even though it's shown that these other solutions. And meanwhile, with the rest of us suffer, you know, the rest of us as as a community suffer. That's why I love the the few things that I've loved that have happened. The evolution of Vegas, which we'll we'll get to in a minute. But Uber came and whacked all the cab. I don't I know this I know that's going not going to be mm. popular. But forever, you couldn't get a cab if you're yeah. a local. You had to be on the strip. Yeah. If you were trying to go to your grocery store, forget about it. I didn't have a car for a long time. I was always too busy losing my money on the strip. So I couldn't afford a car. It was very frustrating, and you just couldn't get a cab here until Uber. And then they all, you know, moaned and and bitched about it, which I understand. But come on, and then ultimately Elon Musk well, came. Good. The,
1: the cab. That that's the reason why the monorail doesn't go to the airport, right? Because no.
0: the the, the ca- taxi
1: cabs were, you know, they had a union or and yep. political donations. It said, hey, we. This is our our piece of the pie, and. Don't, don't get me started on politics you know my, mm-hmm. my girlfriend my friends will tell you that that's my favorite yeah. topic Oh, uh, really? I, I wanted to be governor of wisconsin <laughs> when i was in college oh so, really Oh, wow. yeah I was, I was no they killed the policial. monorail dude of
0: course you gotta have, monorail's gotta go i mean if you're gonna pay back that but how do you not have the monorail go to the airport in las vegas it makes no sense that's yeah. a, that's a that was a dead of the i mean and and they're like well we're gonna put it off eventually we're gonna do that yeah. no no of course not eventually because the political yeah. will is gonna die yeah you gotta strike by the you know all these years we've been trying to get a bullet train that's what we're gonna get too I, okay so here before i get on that rant just know hyperloop uh yeah hyperloop uh okay so what uh what else do we have anything else before i can go on to the e-gaming part of this yeah, uh, equation? Yeah. P- please please
2: try to keep you know the answer shorter there oh
0: god yeah that's my problem
2: uh go skill and luck says what are the table minimums at the strat right now uh
0: mostly 10 and 15 believe it or not uh action at the strat has not as <laughs> not subdued uh it's uh, pretty busy i know um uh, I'm not even sure if they have the five-dollar games. Do they have any five-dollar games? You know what? I haven't
1: been in a while. Obviously, I, I left yeah. there last year. Um, it was always our policy. Um, you know, if the, if the games were dead, if it was slow on graveyard or whatever, we, we would go down that low. But it, it's a supply and demand thing, as it is anywhere else. If, if you can have fifteen and twenty-five-dollar tables full, you know, why would you have a five-dollar table? But yeah. the, the team there does a really good job of what's called yield management which is moving up with the the level of customers so if you have customers betting big you move the limits up if you have a lot of customers around you move the limits mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. but it, it's still a pretty um reasonable mm-hmm. versus yeah. center strip
0: yeah you'll see you'll see the ten dollar tables there be, you know what i mean before you'll see ten dollar tables center strip that's yeah. for sure but we on the weekends especially we haven't seen a lot of we, us personally although i think ronnie may be able to give you a better update on that because I'm not, I'm not in there all the time so all right. What else? Reiner asks, uh,
2: "Has there been any uh, movement on raising the W-2G limits?" Oh,
1: that's a great question. It's yeah been in the news and it's yeah. in front of Congress. It, it would be it would be great if they were able to do that because you know that limit was set in what 74, I believe. Yeah, so, completely.
0: And I think 10K, right? No, I think 5K is 5K. What they're looking at okay, is, is, 5K is the
1: numbers that I've heard. But, but still, it seems they've, they've been reasonable. talking about that for for my entire time in the business getting that raise. So. Yeah. It seems like there might be a little bit of traction again because of COVID. You know, we we moved some things around how many employees it took to to pay a jackpot just to keep people physically distance, but it I think it would be a great thing for the business. It would be better for the guest experience if, if that level was moved.
0: Now I agree 100%. It's such an arbitrary thing. All right. Next question is how's the
2: vibe around the industry about the MGM taking over the Cosmo?
0: No. Uh, can I You know what? I'll answer that directly because we have a few people that are working at the Cosmo. They're nervous. Uh, in the past MGM has come in and reset a few things. And so, you know, people that have worked there have vacation time accrued and benefits and, and you don't want a company to come in and say, Hey, day one employees now and kind of reset the clock. I don't think that's going to happen in terms of how they're going to change the dynamic. Me personally, and based on the, the, some of the people that we know, why would you change a hit? Like, why would you do anything adverse to that property? You know, we had heard rumors of them trying to move some of those high-end Cosmo people over to Aria, but, uh, it, Cosmo is a unique experience. Yeah. You, you can maybe move people from like high-end, you know, Luxor and, and Manila Bay and, and try to like get them to an Aria or Bellagio type of thing. But the Cosmo is, it's really, it, it has a very specific crowd. It, it's built up a very unique experience. And, and I think people that go there just aren't about to be moved over, uh, you know. Me personally, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I think MGM has
1: obviously been a great operator for a very long time, mm-hmm. so it's hard to second guess what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And change is always scary for everybody, mm-hmm. but change isn't always bad. So mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's you know I, there there's thousands of people that work for MGM and and they wouldn't work anywhere else. They're extremely happy there. Yeah. So. My expectation was if I was in their shoes, it would just be a, a wait and see and say, hey, you know, the grass isn't always greener and change isn't always bad mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just kind of trust in the process. And like we talked earlier, the great thing about a dealer right now or a supervisor is you're in demand. You can, If, if you don't mm-hmm. like what is happening, you can readily get another job, you know, at a, at a comparable property, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, hundred percent i i really and and i think as as much as people might have been nervous originally i don't think that's that's no longer a case because everything has sort of just evolved naturally uh cosmo dealers are still making fantastic money i hear about it constantly they're really doing very <laughs> having a wonderful experience they'd they love to tell you about it don't no they? that's for sure especially david number one job you know because there's been this competition cosmo aria you know there's a lot of uh casinos now that have done really well. mgm MGM has done the original MGM grand has really moved ahead in in the money uh in the money realm too. Well I
1: think that that's the other thing that I don't think we talked about when we talk about table minimums going up and mm-hmm. you know, is that squeezing some players out? But what it is doing is, you know, the more the, the higher the bet is, the more likely the tip is gonna be a little bit bigger as well. So I think money is up across the board. Everybody I talk to, which which is great. When you talk about a living wage, this mm-hmm. is more money in the
0: pockets of, of hardworking mm-hmm. Las Vegas people. I agree. You know, just like two days ago, there was a story that ran on a local TV station about how tipping is down in other places in the country and how someone here in Vegas was nervous about it. And again, it's like fake news. Uh, That's not even a thing. So, like, I I will tell you, quite honestly, every property that I know of, every casino that I know of, tips for the most part are up. Just know that this time of year, tips can be down because it's a slower time of year. It's seasonal. Uh, but in general, tips have been up across the board. I don't know where they they, they lured this one person. Hey, dude, come on over here. we got a story we want to develop. You know what I mean? It, it's the strangest thing because I haven't heard that said from a single person. Well, again, it, it's
1: you're tipping for the experience you get. And nice. I think we do a better job here than most places at providing that experience. So the dealers here are probably going to be tipped better than, mm-hmm. than a local jurisdiction. So, you know, you, you get what you put into it.
0: All right, what else do we got? By the way, do you want a drink or water or something? Yeah, water would be yeah. phenomenal. Can we get him Can we get this young man what, can, what of water? kind of What kind of I know what kind of, I realize we got we got nothing. I'll get in him, the cup. I'll get him There's... a
2: water right after we ask these two questions All right, and I two I'll run questions. Off.
0: We got cold water for uh,
2: you. Watermelon. Ask, watermelon? How's the cod shortage going?
0: How the which one? The cod shortage? Let's just say uh yeah. So, so we have this running thing by the way. It, strangely enough, I had seen this uh, news news uh, program and it was right before we were filming Roulette. So we were filming roulette at the school, and Alex asked me, "Hey, what's going on with you?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm worried about the cod shortage. Cod, like cod. I know you're not. Yes, I know. I, I thought say, this was your Boston ac- accent talking no. about card shortage. No, I'm no, like, <laughs> cod shortage, sir. Okay, not cards. Jeez, Louise. Um, Ugh. so, 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 listen. You get to a certain age, and all the intangibles become tangibles, and you know the mind does not work as fluidly <laughs> right. as we yes. would like. And it just caught me off guard because it happened to be the first thing that came to mind is, like, all these poor fish and chip places in in, in England. We, we have a fan of ours that's been with us forever, Patty. and he lives in England. And I can just see Patty and his wife exiting their, you know, whatever the hell they live in over there. Uh, Houses, and, I would assume. Uh, maybe a house, maybe a hobbit hole. You never know what these, you know, people in other countries, what goes on. And and they go down to the local fish and chips places, and there's no fish. There's only chips because there's no cod. Apparently, they use cod. Anyways, that's what that's.
1: What, a- I ate <laughs> cod for 90 straight days to win a bet once. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. Cod and salad for 90 See? days. Lost 54 pounds
0: in 90 days. <laughs> and all My I God. ate was cod. And I'll never eat it. another piece of cod. Oh, wow. But I go to the store every day. and There's, like, so much cod. I'm like, maybe I should just get a hold of this cod, send it send to it. Patty, and he can distribute it to all his fish and chips so so unlike so here in the united states we have taco bells every on every corner right dennis taco bells every quarter i don't know you yeah that's another little insight so we have a lot of taco bells mcdonald's these kinds of things but in apparently in england they got a fish and chip place every couple blocks you gotta you know you stop in get some fish and chips and they got the blood brownie things going on a lot of different things going on over there dude they 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 use the like the blood and oof god anyways uh um, so now they're out of cod. There's a cod shortage just in the UK, apparently. I don't know what's going it's on like with the that. the
1: chicken wing shortage we had here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people lost their minds, by the way. Holy crap. Have you gone to buy actual chicken wings at the store? Yeah. They're like $100 a pound now. It's
2: unbelievable. All right. What else? Anything else? Uh, last thing. I'll save the rest of the questions for later. Okay. Alan Toys uh, gave us $5. said, oh. legal fund it. Is the legal fund still
0: active? Yeah, legal fund is still active.
2: If not in use, use this for the Taco Bell Mexican Pizza Fund. See oh, you in November. That's
0: like five Mexican pizzas. Dennis doesn't even know. Dennis, by the way, have you ever had a Mexican pizza? There's no like such a, thing as a, a Mexican real, pizza. I know. He's like Stop, he's stop, a, stop with your nonsense. But a, I mean a taco because they came back with them. So there is a rumor that they are not going to have, they're going to cut out the Mexican pizzas and they're going to only make it a seasonal select item. Wow, I haven't had one of those since high school, I bet. But you remember it, though. I do remember see it. See that? It, it fondly? Or do you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was oh, a Nachos Bel Grande guy. Oh, really? Yeah, see, but he doesn't understand Taco Bell. So let's say I live in a, I live in the far north Las Vegas. Utah. <laughs> it can be a little whitewashed in my ear. Although not really. I live in a pretty diverse, uh, uh, I believe it or not, I live in a pretty diverse. But there's a Taco Bell near me right outside Dottie's, as a matter of fact. And the line goes around and around and around and sometimes i can't even get into dotties i got a honk and people got to move out of my way meanwhile if you go to the taco bell near where dennis used to live never a line nobody in line nobody wanted because he lived in a very mexican neighborhood mexicans just don't don't they don't jive with the taco bell as much as the uh the white folks <coughs> anyways anyways get uh, back to the well. topics <laughs> room 10 for cold
1: our cold please
0: yep uh, all right, so let's get to uh, let's talk about online gaming, okay? And the evolution of online gaming. So um, there's there's a lot uh, sort of being evolved. So there is augmented reality, and there's literally virtual reality with the headset. I'm not really sure what the, I, I guess one you know you know kind of I don't know, anyways. Um, so what do you think about virtual reality in the online gaming space? I, I have nothing to say about it. I, I don't know enough to comment
1: about it. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know, my kids have an Oculus and they play games on it. But yeah. how it relates
0: to gaming, I, I'm not sure. So. Thank you, sir. Um, I I, um, I, do have a, a little bit because I, I, I've had some really interesting conversations with a company that deals with displays and optics and really interesting kinds of displays, interactive facial recognition displays. You wink your eye and the display does some crap and you roll your hand. And so can you imagine you, and and this is by the way, even inside the casino space. So like at any point you put on your, you know, I was going to say your Oculus, I was going to say binoculars. That's silly. You put on your whatever, and uh, next thing you know, you're, you can go, you can walk down a retail space. You can buy stuff that you interact with, you know, yeah. through your you know, VR headset. You know, what's to say that you can't belly up to a slot machine inside that space and, you know, play a slot machine the same way you would with the same opportunities, the same pay scale, I think
1: that is you know probably more attractive than just looking at it on a monitor and playing on, on your yeah. on your laptop or your tablet. I, I could see the lure behind that if it is that interactive. Yeah, but again, I think you can't get away from being in the space and, and having all of your senses being utilized. You know the smells, the sounds, hearing it. there's, there's an energy that you can feel in a casino. Like being in a ballpark mm-hmm. when, when something exciting happens, yeah. and I'm not sure you can replicate that through VR. But again, anything that is additive, if there's a segment of the population that
0: that's how they want to
1: experience
0: gaming, mm-hmm. then I
1: think we should give that to them.
0: By the way, that just that comment resonated with a lot of people. I mean, we our our fan base is all about entertainment, which is. You know, interestingly, we, we have this. Our, our fan base is about the experience, really. I mean, there's there's there are some people who follow us for strategies. Although I feel bad for you, you know, because that's you know, but the casinos
1: but, were built on guys with strategies. Yeah, no,
0: hundred percent. Come with the strategy. But I but I, I most of our most of just love having fun. They come out here to enjoy themselves, the experience. That me and Alex Alex is not the math guy. Alex physics no, was Alex not his is best subject. not the math guy. <laughs> and so, but but Alex is a lot of fun. And, and if you just want to have fun and you just want to let go and enjoy yourself and not take yourself too seriously, which he doesn't. And those of you that keep posting about him being more serious, let it go. It's not going to, it's never going to happen. It's not, a you thing. are who you are at the end That's of the it. day. And, and he, he loves to embrace that. And, and why not? You know, uh, you know, I think, I think we spend so much of our lives being serious about things that are serious. You know, you come to Vegas, this is where you come, uh, to let go. Oh God. Okay. So, I guess the next thing is you know the, the biggest problem with online gaming is that a lot of it's unregulated uh, you can't be sure we, we watch a game and I I watch these the casinos will tell you how they're you know regulated in some island and they're licensed by some authority and there's all these checks and balances but we saw a roulette spin that that Al and Alex 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 recorded and it looked like a magnet literally came to life. And move that ball in fact a lot of our fan base remembers this uh, you know if, if you watch them on Twitch we, we played this I mean what do you think I mean it's uh, you think it's safe not safe do you think we're well, we're gonna be adopting online casinos more
1: well I, I think if we do uh, adopt online casinos it should be through you know trusted companies that have already proven themselves to run a clean game I think. Throughout history, we, we've seen with the with what happened in poker online, oh. you know, can I cash out? Can I not cash out? Is there somebody that was able to write some code and algorithm where they could see everybody's cards and, and they're taking advantage? <laughs> that happened. So, yeah, I, I would be very skeptical in, in my money, my personal money. Mm. I wouldn't be wagering unless it was with a company that I respected and trusted. And I think the, the companies in Las Vegas, uh, the tribes throughout the country you know, and the uh, regional operators, uh, they're licensed for a reason. The, you know, those are mm-hmm. where government regulation is, has been put to work in a useful way to protect the consumer. And then you're offered a great experience that, you know, is on the square.
0: hundred percent. They have a vested interest. I, You know, one of those other questions we have, especially people come to Casino Quest, they're like, well, do casinos rig the games? They they have no interest in rigging the we games. Have no, we have they, no reason to. We have they, math on our side. They have they 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 win. That's why they're four billion dollar entities right. right across the street. Resort. No one is no one is building a four billion dollar uh, casino when someone has the secret to roulette. Well, and, it, and I you know when we
1: would get beefs like that you know and a customer would complain mm-hmm. you know you're cheating me, you know I I don't want I have no reason to cheat you. I'm not going to risk my gaming license, which is the hardest thing to get, for a casino to be licensed in the state of Nevada, Mm -hmm. they have, have you watched some of those hearings and testimonies of Uh, what they have to go through to get those licenses? Nobody's gonna risk that to cheat you. There's no reason to.
0: Yeah, Uh, 100% agree. So do you think, that's that's the next thing. So when, so now casino operators, the big ones, MGM, they have a sports book now online, so you can bet eSports. So a lot of them have now entered into the eSports world. And the only slots they have, they don't have wagering slots. They just have fun slots. You yeah. can sort of, you can go on their website, and they might have some fun slots where you can play similar games that they have on the floor. But there's no, there's no exchange of money. You're not banking anything. There's no yeah. risk. Do you think that a company like, you know, MGM or Caesars would entertain an actual online? game well, absolutely i
1: think they would it's already happening in some jurisdictions in the united states and then around the world so if you're a reputable company mm. and you can offer that product well you know why wouldn't you why wouldn't you expand your customer base mm-hmm. if that's something they're clamoring for
0: yeah i i agree so i know that like <clears throat> you know when win when win was around he was all about every new gambling dollar is is money in the bank for casinos in general and he was always looking to expand the opportunities in fact you know, we we as a state we don't have a lottery, uh, and I remember I remember like you know the sands uh, when he was alive, uh, Venetian Adelson. Adelson he was really adamant against any sort of competitive bent, any online gaming, no lottery, none of these things to play out that would take away he felt would take away from him having, you know, a brick and yeah. mortar you know casino and you know there's a lot of mixed views like that in fact you know we i know a casino operator that tried to put dotties that wanted to end the dotties experience because they were taking away from they yeah. felt would take away from the traffic to those casinos but i'm 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 kind of more in wins uh you know box when it comes to that you know that ideology that ideology that like you like you said earlier every new every new gaming experience leads to a new customer yeah. right vegas, and, and vegas all has continued
1: to grow everybody yeah. that like i said they were they were scared of atlantic city scared of tribal scared of and it continued to grow. So I think every opportunity, which is why I'm a big proponent of stuff like this or or cameras in the casino, anything we can do to expand the reach, to let people know what their option is and that this is a valuable uh, entertainment option for your your dollars.
0: All right, we're gonna get back to, we actually talked about a few of these things, so we're kind of near, near the end, but we're gonna get to the Vegas uh, future, although we, we did actually cover uh, a bunch of this stuff. Do we have any more questions that we can uh, confront, nip in the bud, while we're while we're there? Uh, this is not really a gaming question, but Robert Barnes
2: says, with the flash floods being a thing, how would that affect the uh, Tesla tunnels?
0: With the what being a thing? Flash floods? Flash floods. Well, the fact that we haven't had rain in quite literally forever. <laughs> flash think, floods. Yeah, hasn't been say, that one time in three years where yeah. it
1: rains, I think we can close the tunnel for, for a few hours.
0: I don't know. To be honest with you, again, I'm not an engineer. I'm sure they worked out the, the yeah. flash flood issue. E- Elon's pretty smart. I, yeah. I think he's he'll have it covered. Maybe a few uh, flamethrowers down there to heat yeah. it up. Or... <laughs> I tried to get one of those. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Have your own flamethrower. Uh, and then the underwear kind of threw me off. No, the booty. Yeah, the, underwear. Yeah, the underwear? Yeah, he was selling booty shorts, or underwear. Uh, what was it, Dennis? It was booty shorts. Booty uh. shorts. Male booty shorts, just to be precise. Remember back, I don't know, well, you were, were I don't know how old, uh, and back in the early 70s, you know, there had a lot of kids running around with their little short shorts. That was like the thing to wear. Now they wear, you know, the, the, the long, down to your knees. Now it's starting to go the other way. You look at the NBA, some of
1: these guys are wearing these three, four, five inch inseam shorts again. Oh, yeah, see? Back to how the John exciting John Stockton, Lady Bird days. Oh,
0: shit. Uh, I might have to do some more, more working on my ass to make that fit, to make that work out. Okay. Um, yeah, so Elon Musk. Wow. All right. So let's talk about, we're going we're gonna to get back to Vegas. I think, you know, I, I, I threw on the e-gaming thing, like the genres. Yeah. One of the other questions, you know, we talked about, obviously, to build an online experience is, is a lot easier. You don't have to, it's not a $4 billion property. Yeah. You need some really good programmers. And can you imagine playing like a real Monopoly game? or a game of risk you know we're wagering where there's all these other potential you know money games that that could be part of that experience where all these other niches can play out and Bahar you know what i mean uh you know those kinds of experience can happen in an online space yes. that that probably aren't going to be happy uh, aren't going to happen on on a brick and mortar in a live casino environment uh, given all the obstacles to being in a live casino environment. Mm-hmm. But, but it's interesting I, I think that the future, the far future, especially as you know the technology event quantum computers, that might make you know you know the, the, the hacking, the, the safety, yeah. you know all those sort of protocols that have to be in place to make sure that people aren't getting taken advantage of look what happened to poker. I mean holy crap, yeah. was that a debacle But somebody still I got money in an account somewhere they, <laughs> really? Uh, in yeah a lot of Costa people got Rica screwed.
1: or the Cayman Islands back in the day where you had to buy a couch and then they refund yeah. you the couch money yeah. or however that worked. and they, they had, had
0: some the really money. big names of poker yeah. behind you know this huge debacle yeah uh, sadly and but I think that you know as computing gets stronger and somehow we can come to it you know blockchain technology yeah. I think is it might be instrumental in this to make it safer where it can actually be regulated in a hundred percent because I don't want to risk transferring money and playing and not getting paid right yeah. that's my biggest concern and 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 not being an honest game playing in you know Serbia or somewhere you don't want to ruin the experience you yeah. want
1: the customer to have a good experience mm-hmm. so that the the industry
0: continues but I but I do I am excited about the niche stuff so I I play MMOs I, I um, you know and in, within these MMOs, sometimes there's a casino environment that's been like the new thing, you know, anything you can, like a time sink. It'd be very interesting, I think, to be part of that world, uh, like SimCity with a casino, with an actual because SimCity has casinos where you can play virtually, not not for real money, but just in that environment, yeah. you know, uh, and show up with your avatar. I think it's interesting. I, I, I'm sure that somehow, some way, that will be part of the fabric, even if it's, you know, you have to do it through a VPN. Um, I'm excited to see what, what, you know, the big operators, MGM, Caesars. I'm, I'm really excited to see what, what they do with it and how they take off with it, but okay. We're going back to uh, Vegas. Uh, I had a few highlights at which we've talked about the, the, the demonopolization of yeah. Vegas has been, I think, really excited, uh, a really exciting thing for Vegas. Uh, we the big squeeze so let's uh, that's another thing that people ask you about when are the $15 tables going by? Do you think we're ever going to get back to $5 games or lower limit games? No
1: done. It, it, it's probably done. It was you know a loss leader fill the tables But I think what really has is happening is the industry's moving forward Forward the smarter the people get the better the computer power gets you start to realize how much those seats are worth and what you're making money off of, and what you're not making money off mm-hmm. of, and then just the supply and demand issue. So I don't see them going away anytime soon. But then, then again, mm-hmm. there, there's a local property down on the South Strip where you walk in, and and there's a lot of five dollar tables, and there's a it's jam packed, and all they don't, the time they, they don't appear to be hurting for money. They're not publicly traded, so we don't we don't know what they're making, mm-hmm. but I I imagine it's pretty good. So there there's lots of different ways to skin the cat
0: yeah so a lot of us uh, we won't mention we're not going to go into the casino names but a lot of you already know who that is they have a lot of five they keep it as a five dollar table they will go to ten dollars on the weekends when it just gets because it's the only way to back people up but they keep a five dollar game we're i have seen about a same. ten man. yeah I, they've I, had a ten dollar table see them always deep five. around
1: those roulette tables, five those table, yeah. tables.
0: It's, it's quite stunning by the way that that family i, I want to just say hello if you're out there we we've we uh, we would love to have an event uh, at your casino. We were offered an event there. We would love to talk to you further about that in the future. So I I think it's very interesting. We love our, our players have a fantastic experience. Yeah. Uh, they have the yard there, which is really great food, uh, and they you know they have all the the food court and, and inexpensive beer. So back in the day, a lot of dealers used to go there after hours. They they were famous for their barbecue chicken, and um, among other things, this is where that's where you used to have to pay off your boxman, uh, tail for tail. <laughs> Not that I ever did. Whoa, never we never part of that. We not talk about paying off the. <laughs> uh, that was a sensitive subject. But uh, boxmen used to get their envelope one way or the other, so to speak. And, yeah. you know, Old Vegas worked a little differently. Uh, all right, so the the other one is uh, well, here, uh, let me ask you this. How much authority do you give as a vice president? If, if you have a table games director, who has the authority to change the table limits? If somebody comes in and says, could I. And there's a dead game and the pits dead and all the tables are $15 who has the authority to say, let me get a $10 game. Can I get it? So game? There,
1: there's a general sense you'll talk about in meetings. This is where we want to be. This is where we want to start. But my properties that I've been a part of, mm-hmm. it was always in the supervisor's hand to make that decision. You know, mm-hmm. I, I read a great book called it's your ship and it's all about empowering your staff to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it was taking the, the worst ship in the navy to the best ship in the navy and and that captain's advice was if it doesn't cost the taxpayers money or it doesn't threaten somebody's life make the decision and that that's how i have always run the casinos i've been a part of it's it's make a decision and and go forward so most places the floor supervisors have a range of what they can do um on the minimums and it's you know capture the business is always what i tell them so if if you have multiple dead tables and they're 15 and somebody asks to play 10 my answer would be leave the sign fifteen and let them play ten.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's and awesome. it just never That's hurts to
1: ask. You know, worst thing they can do is say no, and you know, I, I've been in properties where they've said no.
0: I I always tell our customers, listen, ask. You can walk up. To, this isn't and nothing is written in stone. Even the table maximums, you can talk about going higher. Just the other day, we had a, a few players at a casino, five hundred dollar table limit. They let them go to a thousand dollars just mm. just by asking. Uh, because those, those signs are there as sort of a placeholder. Yep. This is what we want to do. But you know, if, uh, if you're limiting, I don't know if you're available to do the sacks anyways, they let them do that. All right. So gambling revenue is uh, through the roof. Uh, a lot of it is sort of, I feel like a lot of it is this, this squeeze plate. What's amazing is come the pandemic. Oh my God. Everybody was like, casinos are dead. No, one's going to have any money. You know, uh, where are we going to be in two years from now? We have to reinvent the wheel. Come come the end, you know, the minute that people, you know, the casinos are reopening, there's still mask mandate, people lost their minds. People came in droves to come back to Vegas. No. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think it's a great experience. And, you know,
1: I, I believe there's a story about Jesus throwing the gamblers out of the temple. Right. So gambling has been around for a long time. People people like that competition. They like that risk and gamblers have a, a better risk profile than the general public. So. When we reopened from the pandemic, they, they did come back in droves because they're, they're accustomed to risk and, and they felt safe doing it. And this is what they wanna do to, for their entertainment. Some people love watching Netflix for 18 hours a day. Some people love buying $5,000 purses or driving $100,000 cars. Gamblers like being in action. They like the environment. They like the rush. They like the competition. Not you know, at some point, I'm not gonna be able to shoot a basketball anymore or, or throw a baseball anymore, and where am I going to get my competition from? You know, it's probably going to be trying to beat a dealer.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so there's only a few things we've actually talked about. A lot of the evolution of Vegas, you know, the roof, where they're going to close the strip. The I the 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 whole the tunnel is coming. Uh, I, I as far as I know, all the casinos or the casinos, the, the big ones, have all signed on to this. They all want a a stop. Like yeah. who wouldn't want to stop right here? And that that's part of it too. I, I've actually seen. The, the development plan. In fact, uh, Elon, they, they put it out there uh, of all the stops they're going to have. Uh, and basically, every major casino is going to have a, um, uh, what is it called? The tunnel, uh, the Elon Musk, so what is it? The, uh, what's the name of the damn thing? I forgot already. The, uh, the Boring, the boring Hole, the Boring Tunnel. Yeah, Boring Tunnel stop. And most of the people that, that I know, I, I have a friend that works at a Convention Center, and they do a great job of moving people yeah. around that circle uh there hasn't been any real you know negative Uh, a few people have to wait oh my god you got to wait for something but for the most part they've seamlessly moved thousands of people around the convention center pretty quickly it's very efficient and uh it's allowed them to work through some technology i'm I'm guessing they've used this to to work out the kinks and then eventually it'll just roll out through uh throughout the strip it'll be a great way to get where you're going because by the way you know, not to say, you know, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have wanted to talk ill of the monorail. But, but realistically, we had someone who called Casino Quest and they're like, listen, I'm at the MGM. Uh, I can either walk to Casino Quest or I could take the monorail. And you are like, dude, you should probably walk. You might get here faster because the monorail is going to be oofies." and in most cases if the monorail comes on the back side of the casino and then you got to walk, walk your through ass to the, the casino the, the other it, it's a long tie.
1: way from paradise to the las vegas boulevard yeah 100 so.
0: percent. so it hasn't it hasn't been as much of a win and i don't know how what it's done to ease traffic on this trip i don't think a whole lot to be yeah. honest with you it it, it I, i've ridden it twice and
1: it's yeah it does not seem to be well laid out what well thought well planned yeah well used again it, it doesn't go center strip it doesn't go to the airport
0: where you want it to go yeah Yeah. Uh, other than the convention center if you're going from the MGM to the convention center fantastic yeah. do that that's a hundred percent a win so I I do think that the other win I love that California the California's governor has finally signed on to expanding California from Riverside at least adding another damn lane and now they've looked at quite literally doing the working the bonds to get this train the bullet train built I mean that. They've been talking, they've about, been that talking about that now, yeah. longer <laughs> than they've been talking about
1: building the Fountain Blue,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, you know, Nevada's got that squared away. We clearly want these people to come in and leave yeah. and make this quicker. And, and California has really sort of, uh, you know, been the cog, so to speak. Uh, there's, there's lots of environmental issues that have to be addressed, you know, making this center lane and elevating this to Riverside. And there's already a train in the center. If you go out to Riverside, yeah. there's a train you'd only have to go. You'd only be able to go as far as a certain distance. But I think it would do wonders if you could get here comfortably in an hour, hour and a half without traffic. I think it would do. I think that would be a fantastic upgrade for Vegas.
1: No, I think, you know, I I saw a video on the Hyperloop the other day where it was, you know, was talking about getting Mm -hmm. from here to New York in, in, you know, an hour and a half or whatever it is. Yeah. So. I, again, especially with what what gas prices are right now. So Holy we can move smokes. large amounts of people without using uh, fossil fuels. Can I you imagine
0: Elon to the rescue again, dude? Man. Oh, this I, guy. I, I, li- I like smart people. And a trillionaire. Yeah, multi-trillionaire coming on, uh, on the thing. All right, well, we already talked about more professional sports teams. That's coming. The only thing we're missing is a basketball team.
1: It, that was the rumor the other day that we were getting an expansion team. And yes. then LeBron came out and said, i want to own the team really yeah he, oh. he, yeah
0: he came up with the lebron was, behind it that might um, be i don't know thing. if it was
1: on his 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 podcast or his uh, the barber shop or the talk or whatever his thing is
0: well we we have some land across the street that was apparently that was funded that it wasn't funded this this poor guy has been trying to raise money for this property forever
1: <laughs> he has raised money multiple times yeah. i think i don't know that yeah lot's... lately
0: i heard that it wasn't didn't go through or didn't go through i don't know who knows but anything on the north side of the strip we're loving because that's yeah. near where we're at so any of that stuff is good all right well that we're coming to an end we, we got to give some stuff away real quick and uh, we're going to come up with a keyword and then uh, we're going to be out of here what do you got any questions and then let's give do we have enough likes
2: <clears> oh <throat> uh, we have 103 likes Ooh, that's But good. i do have one question yeah with the future of las vegas is there any resort that you would like not to be demolished like the mirage
0: well, you know what? Years ago I would have said I used to love the trop. They have not done well with the trop. They they redid the lagoon. The the tower is just it's not in a good state. They they have the you know
1: <laughs> I I'm in with out with the old, in with the new. Yeah, I'm in I, I'm 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 a big fan of of just upgrading and changing and, and evolving. And you know yeah. the volcano was great. You've had if you wanted to see it and you haven't seen it by now, better come be back a, quick. shame on you, though, right? Yeah, so right. those are usually the ones that are complaining about it. If enough people were going to see it, they probably wouldn't tear it down. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see a Giant Guitar uh, Hotel on the Strip. So
0: Giant Guitar Hotel will be interesting. They, I think the trap is going to be demolished. They're going to come up with a new trap. They've, they've tried to work with the building, and <clears throat> they've renovated a few times, but I, I think it's done. Uh, I definitely have I mean I I've lived here a long time. I have a lot of really wonderful memories, especially when, you know, Mirage. That was the casino I, I wanted to, you know, work my career, it never happened. Tropicana, another one. I'm really sad to see the Rio fall in disrepair, although it's got a new owner. <clears throat> and we're hoping they, they evolve that and make the investment. I would love to see that preserved, that Marnell property. I think it's a, it's such a unique property uh for those of you don't know marnell owned the construction company that built a lot of properties on the las vegas strip before building his own own property i worked at the rio at during its height and it was easily uh my my most memorable job as as a casino or a craft that was my
1: first job, first six weeks in vegas oh really yeah
0: yeah so i love working there and i love working for marnell it became something else later marnell was a fantastic casino operator It was a great place to work. It was a very, the culture of that place was literally fantastic.
1: Go ahead. No, I I think uh, everything you're saying is true. I I, I would guess that nothing that's been built in the last, in the 2000s is going anywhere anytime soon. I think the innovations they made and the layouts and the architecture Mm -hmm. is is pretty safe. So when you start looking at the Bellagios, the winds, things like that, I don't think they'll go away. But some of the older properties, I, I think probably will at some point.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, eventually, that's going to be, you know, the whole strip will evolve. It'll constantly evolve. There's there's lots of incentive to keep things moving. I know that even even Bally's as a property, um, might have some plans. They uh, especially for that front area, the Mezzanine yeah. area. I definitely I've heard rumors of a lot of things. Other other areas of the strip that can be impacted. The South End still has lots of land. Lots of land. Lots of places to build out. Uh, there's more and more people coming. We, I, I think um, after next year, bring bring water with you when you come. please. Oh, bring water! It's getting hot. Holy crap! It's just, oven hot though. I think
1: everybody hot. that moves here should have to bring 500 gallons of water
0: to dump into Lake Mead. To put into Lake Mead? Yeah. No, they were uh, someone supposedly dropped something in Lake Mead. Like just you just have to go in and get it nowadays. It's not even you can stand and walk around. It's not, it's, you know, <laughs> sure. not much. Water. It's pretty sad. Years ago, used to go out there. Water was right there. You could almost reach down and just touch it. Now, not so much, dude. You're going to break your neck on that ball. All right. Uh, But apart from that, I mean, do you see anything else happening to Vegas about the final words? What do you think? Where does Vegas go from here?
1: Upward. I think we've we've continued to do that throughout time and history. I think the history of Las Vegas is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's going to continue to go forward. We have a lot of great operators, a lot of smart people. Uh, that are going to figure it out and give guests what they want. Like I said, there's there's nothing better than telling a story of, of Las Vegas when you're on vacation. So I, I don't see us losing that destination status, and, and I don't see us losing that demand.
0: Is there anything you're most excited about? I'm most excited about one thing.
1: I'm most excited about a baseball team. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a baseball guy, so I would love to see – you know, take my kids to a ball game, you know, like we have, we have a minor league team, which is amazing, but nothing like being at a big league ballpark. And I just think every baseball fan goes on a road trip. So Mm -hmm. can you imagine when the the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers play here and 30,000 people like we see with, with the Golden Knights and the Raiders? Like it's great for the city it, it, it's it great for stimulates the, city.
0: the economy and all and those all those local games would be a fantastic draw yeah no doubt about it and it turns out Vegas is we're really good fans yeah a lot of people were unsure when they when they're before the Raiders when the Golden Knights came they're yeah. like you know Vegas dude. you know well, and,
1: and I think it has really brought a sense of community about that's the first thing I noticed when I moved here everybody's yeah. got a brick wall around their house you don't know your neighbors because everybody's working different hours I think the Golden Knights did a great job of drawing the community in together and giving us one common thing to root for.
0: No, I agree. It was amazing to see so many I grew up around hockey. I played As hockey. I. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in the Northeast. You had, to, you had to be hockey or you got beat up by the hockey stick, yeah. you know? So I grew up around hockey, and it was because in Vegas hockey, there, there was actually two hockey arenas when the Santa Fe opened. Uh, they had hockey, and then when Fiesta Rancho opened, also has. In fact, it's still that's the only thing still going over there. By the yeah. way, Fiesta Rancho closed, except for the hockey rink. So, and it was they were always busy. There were always people interested in, in playing hockey, ice skating, that kind of thing. Uh, and but but I, I definitely was on the fence about whether or not we would be a hockey destination. Uh, or but look at us now. 100%. Everybody's got a Golden Knights thing.
1: My my middle son is taking hockey lessons at the new Henderson uh hockey complex and it was yeah. unbelievable to see how many people were out there in pads and Dude, shooting the puck crazy. and learning to skate and really
0: we we really
1: have taken to it and, and kudos to the golden knights because they could have easily failed if, if they didn't run that right and they didn't mm-hmm. do things well but yeah. man what a first class organization
0: and, and it's really spurned yeah. growth in the city you know, we used to have, what was the minor league hockey team? They were clients of mine. My I had a company development company back in the day and I actually developed one of the graphics that they that the they The Wranglers? Used. The Wranglers. The Wranglers. So if if any of you guys remember, they had this sort of stick figure, interactive stick figure doing this little animation. That was my team that did that. Uh it was like it was like a brother two brothers, something like this that ran that, that that owned the Wranglers. I'm not sure. But uh, i'm very excited so i i love the fact that the professional sports team definitely had that conversation about how a baseball team would add a lot of dates and just yeah. be a constant thing especially during the slower times of year during the summer because baseball obviously is, a, is kind of a summer it's known to be a summer sport i can't wait for the sphere oh that that's that um, is literally the newest. I, I
1: follow those updates on twitter um, i see pictures of it every day yeah. that thing is a modern marvel
0: i've even been looking at buying a space near the sphere uh, so I can live near the Sphere. I, I'm, I'm. So Howard Hughes Parkway has a few residential spaces in there, uh, and I, I think the Sphere is going to be such a thing. So if if you guys haven't looked into the Sphere, it's coming, and and they're putting the final, they're at, they're at the like the final part of the ceiling. The just everything about this thing is just so amazing. How they're going to be able to broadcast in different languages direct yeah. to your seat, to you, know, no matter what language you know. They're going to turn that place invisible. I just don't know where anybody's going to park. Uh, that's that's why I want a place because I, I could pay for my place with parking spaces. You know what yeah, I mean? You Just go, have like three parking. parking spaces. Venetian's gonna be be like, listen, not here. You know, because right now you go to the Venetian, that's a little secret. You can park for free. And they don't—they're not charging, right? Yeah. But they're gonna when that sphere opens. But I'm so excited! I can't wait. It's a—it's a one of a kind. They're, they're gonna try to build a few more of those around the world, but—but yeah. but this is gonna be the first. The first. And the first. If
1: they said what the first outer shell is gonna look like, are they gonna run it like an emoji, like that thing at resorts? I world? mean,
0: I—that's why I'm just—it's just so interesting. The yeah. fact, the shape of it, you know, every—all the news about it, every press release they've done, everything is just so. Even Dennis, who's a big tech nerd, is really curious about what. So we're both enamored by this thing. Quite literally, we see it all the time because it's quite—it's li- right down the street, you know, on our way to Primal Steakhouse. well that place is fantastic. Where is that? Listen, it's got all the strip steakhouses just picking their teeth over this one. So it's—it's uh, it's the Boulevard Mall. I wouldn't recommend going inside the mall. Luckily, <laughs> this place is facing outward. It. It's, where, do, where do you park for that? You might want to Uber over. I'm not ah, sure. <laughs> Boulevard Mall. You know, when I first moved in this area, that area of town, it was, was relatively new and it was quite literally the destination. And then Fashion Little kind of took their fashion show here, took yeah. their win and it became a destination of its own. But Primal Steakhouse, it's, it's fairly affordable. Top rate. It's considered one of the best steakhouses in Vegas, according to not only TripAdvisor, uh, but that mother daughter team that goes out and rates everybody. Oh, crap. I can't remember. But, anyways, really good. A really good steak, dude. Uh, and some of the steakhouses that are like ridiculously expensive, and you pay for the celebrity chef that me and Dennis have been to, <laughs> right, Dennis? Oof, oof. Can I can I say their name? Can I say? I their mean, name? we don't want them coming over here and hating us. But our experience may not be your experience because a lot of people, Emeril Lagasse. You can go ahead and say it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The suck. Don't go. We we've been going. We've been like we've been taking off and. We got a great we our next vegas tycoon vlog for those of you who are are still here is going to be they have a they have a program out here called three squares where all the a lot of restaurants uh they have this is three squares week and three squares is an organization here in las vegas that that raises money for families to have three square meals so if 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 you are hungry or or you are uh you know food deprived if you your food anxiety you don't get enough food this company, uh, you know, it, it works with networks with restaurants throughout the valley and we just ate at Neiman Marcus Cafe and we had a very affordable meal. Twenty dollars a person. That's it, three course meal. And then a portion of that goes to this three square organization. The wonderful thing about it, if you happen to be in Vegas this week, I promise restaurant you, week. it's this restaurant week. Yeah. Look it up because there's lots of restaurants on that list that a lot of people normally would be too expensive to go to. So Bobby Flay has a steakhouse out here that's a little pricey. Their steakhouse is, and for eighty bucks a person, still pricey, but not as pricey as if you didn't do the eighty dollars. And some of them have forty dollars. You get a three or four uh, course meal. Mostly it's three course meal after you know three square kind of thing. But you get this whole experience at a restaurant that a lot of us you know may not be able to afford. And a portion of that, a portion of every single meal that you do goes towards, and a lot of them are at, you know, it, it, it runs a gamut, $10, $10 for three courses at some places, 20, 40, 80. And I think that's at the top is 80. But if you're interested, definitely uh, look that up. It's three three square meal. It's Wait, uh I, I don't know what the- It's uh, a Restaurant Week, just search up yeah, Restaurant just search Week. Just search up Restaurant yeah. Week. But it's a fantastic cause, fantastic organization. Uh, and it does a lot of wonderful stuff. All right, any last-minute questions? Because we're about to end this and go home. We got other things to do. Uh, last question with Park MGM.
2: Who? Uh, with Park MGM and other casinos, do yeah. you anticipate more uh, smoke-free casinos?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, 100%. Yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm actually surprised that some casinos went back to smoking. You know, when when it was taken away during the pandemic, it seemed like an easy transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there there's some fear there because smoking and gambling has gone together. You know, every scene you see in a movie, you you Mm -hmm. see him smoking and Mm -hmm. you know, you look at some of the uh, international cultures where smoking is still a lot more prominent than it is in the States and and, and they're gamblers. So there's a little fear aspect there, but Mm -hmm. I I would imagine that it's gonna go the way of uh, the Dodo word.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. So the first, you know what the first non-smoking casino on the Strip was? No longer around, Silver City. And it didn't go well for that. (laughs) That was a long time ago. It it was amazing that they they did that at the time because everyone was like, oh, hell no. And and it really was hell no. I mean, uh, it killed their business. But... Uh, I, I think now that's not a thing. Smoking has days it, down. It's long time, all-time yeah. low, yeah. You, you don't see a whole lot of people that smoke. And most people that do smoke smoke outside, yeah. go to the smoking area. Remember when airports, you used to sit in a little vacuum sealed, because yeah. I, I was a smoker, and you would go in there, and you, you literally couldn't even see who was in there. It was just this nonstop. It was smoke just sucked into this you know one area. When bingo rooms, so bingo rooms stopped allowing, or some of them, I guess, still do, because Lauren plays bingo, and she smokes. So I'm guessing as There's long as smoking they're, sections, they're yeah. smoking sections. And you'll see it, this one section, this vacuum-sealed room, just all smoked up, and everybody's in there just getting high on nicotine. you oh. know. But I, I, uh, I
1: love the non-smoking. I didn't have to change layouts as often. Didn't, yeah. The cigarette burns in the rails, the chairs.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I, I really do. I think that's not a thing. Already, casinos have given up on you know cigars. They have a cigar room. If you want to smoke a cigar, you got to go to the cigar room. They don't allow cigars. Uh, But the smoking is going bye bye because it's actually worked out really well. People. It's also it's also a safety issue for the employees. You know, they don't want you don't want, you know, smoke in their face. And then 10 years later, the employee says, hey, I think I got cancer from your secondhand smoke. So that that's been a thing. I I will say this, you know, a lot of the strip properties have been very proactive in in, in creating these ventilators that really suck the smoke up Uh, really well. Do a great job of the first
1: job I worked at, man. It was you could see the smoke. And yeah. I used to change my dealer's uniform in my driveway. That's how that's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. But it you know, I don't smell it on my suits when I go home anymore. Yeah. The, the ventilation is, is amazing in modern casinos.
0: Yeah, really, especially the big ones. I mean, some of the smaller ones, maybe not, the older ones, not so much, but and dotties, of course, man, you gotta go in there with a the vent I wear my mask sometimes when I go in the die. yeah, I gotta anyways, they gotta rethink that. All right, what else? Is that it? That's it all right guys thank you so much don't forget to rsvp to our event august 17th to 21st and if you're planning to come out to vegas casinoquest.biz and we also have a shop casinoquest.com and of course uh thank you so much for being part of our experience part of our family and we look forward to seeing you here in vegas thank you to my guest brian thank, thank you sir very Appreciate much it. it's fun uh yes but this is gonna get a lot of views i hope you guys learned a little something and uh more to come we're gonna try and raise the profile this is what this podcast needs to be uh we need more of this but thank you guys take care see you next time Vegas out bye guys